Bronan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the Zomundo podcast. In the golden age of podcasts, there was but one undreamed of. And unto this Zumundo, destined to wear the crown of pop culture upon a troubled brow. You are now listening to Doolin and Keep on the Zumundo Podcast. And welcome to Zumundo Podcast, episode four zero. Oh, wow. It's We're the there. 40th. We are there. You made it. We Who made, are you? Who am I? I'm Doolin. And I'm Keith. And this is Nino. We got Nino back. I'm well, back. He's, uh, he's a regular character. He's on the almost, show. yeah, he's almost kind of a regular guy he's at this staff point. at this point. Yeah. So uh, he's just like, I got nothing going on, man. Let that's me. not the case. That, that's no. not the case. He's we not. We begged him to come on the show. Again. <laughs> we did. No, please. That, that was the case. Please come back. <laughs> please come back, Nino. Please, baby, 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 please. Is that a song? It is. I think so. Please. Speaking of songs. I was like, baby, baby, baby. Oh, sorry. I'm okay. getting off track. Uh, that was interesting. Hey, you know, as uh, we don't like to do, but Doolin but, brings it up constantly. How's your week been? Are uh, we, well, we, we just, doing intro first or doing farewells first? You wanna, you wanna, you want to get into Zumundo farewell? Let's do yeah, farewell we got a we we gotta, musical we, farewell. We had, to do it, uh, we had to do it last week for Carl Weathers, and unfortunately... Which, which I get a little... Yeah, you got... You I'm got, still upset about you that. Got all, you got all broken up over it, man. Yeah. It's cool. Um, but yeah, we, gotta, we have a Zumundo farewell we're going to have to get into. And I always like to kind of start the show on that note so we can kind of bring it back up from there. But yeah, yeah we it's lost like another um, We lost another member of uh, entertainer, I guess you could say. The uh, music community, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Def- <laughs> for sure, man. But uh, on Monday, Toby Keith, country singer, uh, country singer, Toby Keith passed away at age 62 after 62. a fight with stomach cancer. Yeah, I, did, I didn't realize he had stomach cancer, but they announced it. And I think he, he had. It. A, I think uh, he he announced it back in 2022, yeah, he, and he, he was did. he was fighting the fight, and, you know. And, and he's done interviews uh, during that fight and stuff too, which I just yeah. I've, I've seen recently. I had no idea that he uh, that he was afflicted with stomach cancer. If either. you don't know, well, well and, and 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 to be fair, like I'm not really a huge fan. I'm, I mean, I don't think ill of him or anything like that. I just he just wasn't. My type just of thing. Not into the uh, country music. The country music. Yeah, game. exactly. So Toby Keith, uh, uh, you know, he's he's known for a bunch of great songs like Red Solo Cup. You know, yeah, and, uh, I mean, I love that song. He, he That's did, a great um, song. I'm not as good as I once was, but I'm good once as I ever was. That song. That's my a list. Good one. Um, Beer for my bunch. horses with Willie oh, Nelson. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, he also had a bunch of restaurants, uh, bars, you know, kind of things. Toby yeah. Keith's "I Love This Bar and Grill." Uh, it, Is that what it was called? For That's real? what it's called. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I've actually had the pleasure to see this guy perform a couple times and uh, on on USO tours, and uh, I think I met him once because I, I was going to say he's done like 11 USO tours, and you having served over overseas and stuff. You, yeah, and as the as the the resident guitar player, and a bunch of people like when they're like, "Oh, these guys are cool. Come talk to this guy. This guy plays guitar. I've gotten to meet a lot." Do you of meet people. Toby Keith? Yeah, and oh, that's I, you cool, know, man. just like I met Gary Sinise on several occasions and stuff like that. Um, even before we did the kayak trip and all that, but uh, yeah, he was a nice guy, and uh, I, I've seen him uh, perform as a. Uh, a single guy with a guitar and mm-hmm. with a, uh, with a fuller band. And it was always a pretty entertaining show, especially for those people. That was pretty cool. Um, you know, he, he did the, uh, 
he did an album that's fairly controversial too. That, that, that during that time that kind of appealed to the military guys or whatever. Courtesy of the red, white, and blue. Uh, yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, big entertainer supposedly found Taylor Swift. Wow. Did he really? Yeah, I just saw a thing about that. Um, and he was like, "This girl's got the shot. She's got the talent. We're we're all in on that." So, so we have, so we have uh, Toby, Toby Keith to blame, blame for <laughs> Taylor Swift potentially, right? I don't, you know. I take it back. We're not doing a Zumando farewell anymore. I, I, uh, I uh, oh, brutal. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, but I'm yeah, kidding. No, I'm kidding. You don't, you don't want to mess with the Swifties. <laughs> I know. Uh, they will. They will come at. They will with, with righteous indignation. She's gonna get you. Uh, yeah guy's got a a big album um you know he said something that was kind of cool um i I forget what it was it was like if you're a veteran or something like that like you do something special if he but he what it what it ended up being he's like if i am in the bar and anybody that saw a performance overseas and talks to me he's like you will drink free all freaking oh that's awesome i was like wow that's that's cool because I know some people can drink. He, yeah, I mean, <laughs> he get expensive. Dude, dude was definitely a patriot, yeah. man. Like, I, and you could say that for him. He was, yeah, he was cool. a patriot Big. for sure. Um, I, I know that uh, tributes poured in on Tuesday following uh, announcements of his death. Uh, Zach Bryan remembered him in a social media post saying, uh, "Too many rides in my old man's car, listening to Toby Keith. Really hard thing to hear. Rest in peace, my friend. We love you." And uh, John Rich from uh, Big and Rich called Keith a friend and a legend. He was a true patriot, a first-class singer-songwriter, and a bigger-than-life kind of guy. He will be greatly missed. Hmm. So, some other country singers are, you know, coming in, right, showing right. their support for the for the life of Toby Keith. And I, you know, I don't know. I think Toby Keith wrote most of his own material, so I don't know if I've I've worked with any of the writers of his stuff. I don't I don't know if he was one of those guys or not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a, the you know the Nashville community is pretty cool, man, and it's really the Nashville Texas connection there with with all the guys from Austin and stuff. But uh, yeah, it's kind of interesting, and um, yeah, sad to see him go at a young age. A lot yeah, of that seems to be happening. Yeah, a lot. only sixty-two, man. That's, yeah. a, that's a shame. Yeah, I mean, we 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 even know somebody passed away this week. So I mean, it's 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 people are passing away young. It's kind of kind of crazy. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. crazy, man, for sure. Um, but uh, but in the interest of the Zumundo farewell, I would like to uh, yeah, announce we'll or propose that we raise our glasses in a Zumundo for farewell to the country artist Toby Keith. He will be missed. Cheers. Cheers. Salute. All right. All right. To the late, great Toby Keith. Moving on. Well, how's your week been? Uh, Great, man. We just got back from MegaCon. Yeah, we did. I'm I'm in the post-con depression for the last couple Uh, days. This is like, this is funny. This is like your second con that you've gone to. And like, you're, 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 you're into it, man. Like, I, I I I respect that. I had a great time, you know, I, you know, and it's always the people you're with, you know, true uh, present company included. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, Nino was here. It, w- it, went with us as yeah, well. Uh, yeah, we oh, get, uh, Kenny came up. You know, Amanda's there doing her cosplay channel thing, and uh, that was cool, man. It was it was great to see. I like those moments when you see somebody else's excitement and joy like that. Why I do you think I took you yeah. for the first time, that's, man? That's I was pretty just like, cool. I want to um, see like you remember, like you're too old to go to Disney, but you take your kid to Disney for the first and time. You get to relive it all joy. over again. Yeah, and yeah. so that's and so when I took you to Dragon Con, I was just like. I just want to feel something again. You should adopt me. Um, <laughs> I, I should adopt. I should adopt you. I should. I should totally adopt a forty-two-year-old man, dude. Just the random <laughs> stuff. I even talked about like running an errand randomly. Uh, you know, the days before we got to hang out with him a little bit. And, yeah, uh, the, yeah, it was cool, man. Like, so you know, shout out to uh, Ghost Machine, right? Ghost yeah, Machine. Ghost Machine is that Aaron's comic? Very, yeah, it's a. It's not Aaron. It's, it's, it's Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns. New, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, his is basically his new image. Thing, okay. Like they're 
shared universe. Oh, nice. Very, very cool stuff. And all, very those, cool. all those artists and writers up there, they did a big signing thing that we got to see a yeah. little bit of, which was cool. Jeff and was there. there was interaction a bunch of, with the fans uh, and stuff. Brad. Jeff Johns was there. Brad yeah, Smeltzer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, I... I mean, I want to dig too much into it because we're going to talk to Comic Man today. So I think we, you know, we can we discuss oh, yeah. more. But um, for sure. so yeah, like that's cool. And then you get back, and then reality. Yeah, yeah I don't. Yeah, don't no. like reality. <laughs> oh. Reality's lame. How's your week, Nino? El Nino. It's been. Uh, He's El Nino. It's been interesting. Okay. It's been a lot of research. A lot of research. We have been doing a lot of research. We're gonna have. We're yeah, gonna we've been kind of inspired. Yeah, we've been. In, we would inspire. We were oh, inspired dear. when we went to MegaCon and saw some of these other podcasters and YouTubers and stuff. And, and writers. And, yeah, and, and writers, writers. Comic book writers and stuff. And, uh, you know, we're, we're just all kind of in agreement that, like, it's time to step up Zumundo a little Let's bit. Let's go. We don't know what we're doing yet. It's time to step up life. Yeah. Life, yeah. We're going to we start winning. We don't know what we're doing yet. You know, we don't want to make any official announcements or anything, but uh, um, we definitely are. We're going to step this podcast up for, to the next level. For the Zumundo fans, as I gazed out onto the pool deck all of the, tens of the of party, them. Uh, we never went down to the party. We oh, yeah. For the follow-up, we're like, we're going to go down there. And they were like, we're not going we down there. We got all fired up, and then everybody, <laughs> Nino wasn't even there. We didn't and, go. Yeah. You're like, yeah, well, this isn't happening. We're not going down there. I was like, oh. Well, you have to consider Fine. though, like we're old, and if we go down to that party, yeah, then we're going to be useless the next day. Man. It's I all mean, good. Just from the amount of people that were at the hotel bar, I've noticed a change in the years of going to MegaCon, where it used to be you're the old packed, man now. Well, besides that, <laughs> it used to be packed full of like like con guests, like, right? Right. Like people were partying at the bars. I had that guest badge. But we did. Yeah. We were, spe- uh, we were special. I like the short line. <laughs> it's easy to get in. Yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, they, it, it's not like it used to be. Like, uh, 15 years ago, it was, it was much, much different. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. changed a lot. You know, actually, went to I Me- got recognized once that weekend. That was pretty cool. I went to MegaCon 1997. Like, wow. Time. Yeah, I was like 16 years nice. old. I went there, and I think I just ended up playing Dungeons & Dragons all day. That's fun. Yeah, yeah, people go to cons, and they're into stuff. I love But it that. wasn't I, anything. It was nothing like it is I, now, I went man. to MegaCon before it was called MegaCon. It was it's, put on by Enterprise, which was Enterprise. Rent-A-Car <laughs> No, no, Enterprise uh, 1701, which is like... Oh, the, the Enterprise. Yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. comic book store in Orlando called Enterprise Oh, shit. And was they, it? It was called something different, right? Yeah, they, they, they it, there was a con. No, that the store's name was that. Was no, called, but the, the con had a different name. It had a different name, but they they're the ones that like put it on, and then they invited all the, and it was in like an old strip mall that like no longer <laughs> was used. Oh wow! So it had like missing ceiling tiles. Nice. It was just like a a, a big space um, to nerd out. To nerd out. And I it love was, that. It was so old school because it was like all comic book stuff. Like you know, there was this was way before there was. Uh, Hollywood was was involved before in the it. big San Diego. Yeah, there was no like Comic Con craze. You'd you'd get you'd get uh, Star Trek yeah, people, lots like, of Star Trek. Like you get like Shatner and that kind of stuff. Yeah, but you you didn't get uh, you didn't have the lines. Like, Loki to get... Loki wasn't there. You know what I mean? There, there right. wasn't that kind. Of, it wasn't like major movie blockbusters. And Loki was there this time. He was there. Yeah, two hundred dollars a photo. Wow, they were they were very expensive. So, um, you know, a lot of people might be disappointed. No, we did not get to meet Billy Shatz. Uh, it was yeah. it was very expensive, and there's time slots, and there's, there's a lot there's going so on. So much going on, and man. As as uh, you know, as as non celebrities, we have so much going on. So you know, <laughs> we couldn't fit in our busy schedule. But um, yeah, we did get to see. I saw Alyssa Milano. I saw Felicity uh, Felicia Day. Sorry, I say Felicity all the time. I, I think like Clarissa explains it. I think I just combined everybody's name. Um, who do, who else did we see? I saw I saw um, 
I saw <laughs> I saw Gigi Edgley. Pretty pretty sure she's married to Darth Vader, by the way, because they're doing an appearance this weekend in Atlanta. Nice. Um, and uh, uh, if I'm wrong there, just you know, hit me up. <laughs> now, now was this a dude in the Darth Vader costume? Yes, he was in okay, Rogue okay, One. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. This yeah. what well, this was. Uh, uh, he he does yeah. a lot of um, uh, movies where you actually don't see who he was. He was a Minotaur in a movie. He's like been in a oh, lot of things. Oh, the actor. Yeah. He was yeah. he was he was, oh, he was oh, Vader in Rogue One. This yeah. guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. you were telling me the story. I'm thinking. Yeah. I'm I'm picturing guy he's cool. dressed. He's cool. In shit, a Darth man. Vader outfit, and the whole time I'm like, this is a very no. He was the dude that was Vader in Rogue One. like the actual Vader. It makes it makes a lot more. Yeah, he's a lot cooler now. Yeah, makes way more yeah. sense and he was i was just picturing a, a random con guy dressed no in. No, no no there's no. lots of we those, saw those and I, I i every time i saw him in the 501st was there shout out to the 501st but your darth vader was not tall enough because i met the guys when we were at dragon con and those dudes are big not oh, everybody's yeah. six yeah. foot four man well, yeah. or bigger like i think we, the original we, was six, five we, were, or six, we, were, six. we were talking to the guys who play the wookies yeah and the shortest guy was what six seven one dude was seven two good like, lord almighty basically like everybody knows my obsession with tall people that's and a Nino, huge bitch. Nino was like, hey, these are my friends. Come talk to them. And we were like, me or Richie and Nino were like, come talk to them. And I'm just like looking up at these guys. So like, wow, you guys are so big. And they're like, yeah, we're pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the, the really good time, man. Uh, the the con finished out with not a lot of... Uh, actually, it did finish out with a huge moment. We hit a couple panels and stuff like that. We had know. a good day. I got, I got dueling pretty good. I didn't get to meet Will, but... Um, I was like, hey man, um, you know, we had time in between two panels and I was like, let's, let's go get that, that neutral, right? Let's get that cell. Yeah. And, uh, and we got time. We got 40 minutes and I was like, Hey, well, we're going to swing, <coughs> we're going to swing by the booth. I got a feeling they're there, oh, right? Yeah. They're getting prepped. Oh, and, Everybody's getting and prepped. And, uh, we walk up Eric, to the booth. Eric July was over there. Eric July's over there. Uh, uh, but more importantly, the, uh, the critical drinker from YouTube was there yeah. and I actually got to take a picture of you taking a selfie, selfie with, with, him. The, with the drinker, yeah. the and critical I, drinker. I, I didn't get a t- I ran into him for like one second later on in the day. These but, are, these are uh, YouTubers by the way, yeah, in case you don't and, know, uh, but the, Eric July actually created a, uh, a comic book. The Riververse. Yeah, yeah. The Riververse. Yeah. And we attended his panel, actually two of his panels. Very informative. Did you yeah. did you read that book? Uh, it, I have it's sitting right there. It's I haven't right read, there. but I actually had him it's sign signed. it for me. I even asked him so, if I can crank it open and read it yet because yeah. it's signed. I don't want. Yeah, to I, I, I thought about it. I almost cranked it open. I'm like, should I read this one or should I just let it buy sit and then copy. buy another one and read that yeah, one? Yeah, buy another you, one. You, you, I mean, you never know. You never. know. I think you you can you can handle it with care. Yeah, it's with, with it's like a good baseball as long as you card. don't mess up the cover. Yeah, that's the only okay. thing that matters. Okay, it's I'll a, be, it's a nine nine right now. You know, graded. <laughs> uh, the uh, but no, I I actually sat down, not sat down, but had a good conversation with the the Saska twins the day before. I didn't. Who also write for the Ripperverse? They now write for the Ripperverse. They they did, but they're um, formerly DC um, and Marvel writers. Black Widow. Yeah, yeah, they've worked for everybody. Um, they they worked for what's the uh, I one. Um, Image. image, image. Yeah, they, they work, work for, for Image. Of, they might have worked for Dark Horse too. I don't know. They, they work for everybody. But, yeah, they did. Um, and, but they, but they like working for the smaller independent label. Yeah, more. they're digging it. And uh, but I got to meet them and have a conversation with them before I really knew even who they were, which I thought was cool. You guys, girls are great. Uh, love you guys. It's awesome. Um, but it, if you see online, all my friends have pictures of these people except me. Um, <laughs> I don't because that's just how it went down. Uh, but you know, it's it's all good. I was I was. Uh, I was busy doing a thing. We 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 have some more stuff to talk about. A little Dragon Con yeah. adjacent later on, or MegaCon. Sorry, um, but yeah, yeah man. Um, so you want to get some? Bruce? Yeah, we uh, Bruce news That's and reviews. Man, week was <laughs> yeah. We've uh, yeah, we got a lot of we got a lot of news to get into this week. So let's go ahead and hit it. And now Bruce news and reviews. No, it stinks. 
Yes, brews, news, and reviews, where we talk about the brews, we talk about the news, and then the reviews. And sometimes it sinks. Sometimes it's awesome. Sometimes it's awesome. But uh, we'll start with the brews. What are you drinking over there, Keith? I'm having a bullet uh, bourbon, Ooh, actually. We got, yeah. some, we got some bourbon? With, uh, some, with some ice, you can hear it clicking. There you go. The Nino, bro, what you got? I've got some uh, Tito's vodka with a uh, very nice blackberry seltzer. And I'm, drink, and I'm drinking the same thing. So. Yeah, what are you drinking? Oh, you're drinking yeah, Tito's. And, uh, zero calories. Yeah, maybe? zero calories, zero carbs, man. Gotta Actually, keep it alcohol has a lot of calories. I just watched you a video about that. You shut your dirty mouth, uh, sir. Yeah, it's all good, though. It's not carbs. <laughs> all right. I don't care that, about the calories. I'm just care, I just care about the carbs. So we got a lot of uh, news to get into. I'm just going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Bang out a couple tons things. of news today. Uh, Lots of news. Let me, let me let me bang this out. So you want to start with the big story at the top of the week, or or no? Go. no don't I if don't you want to go? No, you yeah. you start. It, I was going to start with the little stuff. So, I'll start with the little stuff then. So the Universal Studios backlot tour is over sixty years old, celebrating an anniversary. That's all I got to say about that. That's the one that's in Hollywood, not the one that's at Universal Studios uh, in Florida. Okay. Um, also, uh, a sad note: a Marvel Studios crew member passed away this uh, Tuesday. In an accident, he was working up on some rafting, and uh, he fell off. And they were working on um, Wonder Man, which is a uh, production that Marvel Studios is, that an is MC- doing. MCU yeah. movie, you Wonder Man, yep, yeah, yep, absolutely. I'm sorry, and to hear uh, that. not to, not to make light on that, but for for time uh, things, uh, I just want to you know kind of extend condolences. Yeah, I yeah yeah, my heart goes out to that because you That's, know doing what you love is is awesome, and uh, it's it's sad that that accidents do happen on big productions like that. Um, so you want to get in the big ones or you want to hit the small ones? I can do small ones real fast. Go ahead. All right. Brad Pitt's going to star in Quentin Tarantino's final film. Remember Quentin Tarantino says he's going to do one more and he's out. It's his last movie. Supposedly. Oh man. All right. And then, uh, where else are we going to watch Quentin Tarantino suck on Selma Hayek's toes? (laughs) (laughs) I love having my toes sucked. It's Quentin Tarantino Uh, loves him some feet. I just want to say that. (laughs) That's random. Um, don't kink shame. So Sonic, <laughs> Sonic 3's teaser trailer has Dr. Robotnik in it, which means t- teaser trailer. Um, Taylor Swift in it? But it will have tails in it, right? Because that's part of Sonic's universe. All right, long story Is long. Is that Quentin Tino's last movie? That would be Tarant- awesome. If Tarantino did Sonic 3, that would be great. Do it, man. Do it. <laughs> it would be the best. I think Quentin Tarantino's I think it's Sonic already 3. filmed and partially filmed or done. Everyone dies. But we have uh, Jim <laughs> Carrey coming Carrey back. is returning for Dr. Robotnik. I say, they say Robotnik. I say Dr. Robotnik. But, you know, it's because I'm a big fan of the games. Um, Eggman. Whatever. And, uh, so, you know, it's his current long-running role that he's got going on right now. Is he a medical doctor? And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and as far as I know, these movies have done well. And because of that, I'm going to tell you what they've done. Done. The first Sonic movie made $149 million in the United it was States with a crazy total popular. of $319 million. We talk about these half billion dollar movies, these billion dollar movies, and all this kind of stuff. That's big, right? Sonic 2 did $405 million. Wow, worldwide. dude. And uh, these aren't made with the same budgets as some of these big Marvel things, so they're not losing money on these no, things. No, they're making money. Video game movies, I say they're here I to really stay. think it's the, the I think it's going to replace the superhero Look, movie. I, I love Sonic, uh, and well, uh, I, mean, it, I, I hope it does good. It that, that, that is a, that's a kid's movie, so, yeah. I mean. It's a, fa- a family I mean, you movie. You had three big movies in 2023. You had Barbie, you had Oppenheimer, and Super Mario Brothers. I think... Uh, Oppenheimer probably did well because of Barbie. But, so, but the there, there, has, there has been box office failures that are based on video games. I mean, I got a ton. Like, so many. Mortal Kombat, the original. I, I think that's a cool I think movie. That's actually, gonna, I, I actually that like that. Yeah. that. That movie was actually a success. But, but then you got Doom cool. with The Rock That was in it, terrible. And you would think that because and, uh, The Rock. And, the, and Butcher, right? 
Butcher. Yeah, from, from yeah. the boys. Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah, we he was the protagonist. That. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was a good one. I mean, well, it's it's funny because video game movies have a track record of uh, not being well-received, shall we say, being both critical and commercial failures. But I really think that's about to start to turn around. I, I, we're going to see a, a turn in that well, now. You, you've seen that also, too, with... Um uh, with, the t- with TV shows. Uh, Fallout's coming out Fall- soon. But what, what's the one with the, with the, um, with the mushroom people? The mushroom. Oh, uh, the, the Last of Us. The Last of Us. Look yeah. how popular that was. That was I mean, huge. Big movie. Yep. yep. I mean, big show. Big show. Sorry, not movie. Um, yeah, yeah, those are huge. Those are huge. Uh, breaking out of movies, we're going to get back into entertainment like that real quick. Is uh, Starfield and Indiana Jones rumored to being considered to be released on PlayStation as well as Xbox? So they won't be. Yeah, exclusive? I heard something about this. There uh, could be a Microsoft I, well, thing. Also, pe- I heard that they're they're uh, Microsoft allegedly, from what I heard from a TikTok video. So take it with a grain of salt. Mm. Uh, they're talking about. Uh, nixing the Microsoft Xbox consoles and just selling their exclusive games to other things. That's, that's that, that again, that's from TikTok. Of course. And that is, I don't think they're going to nix the console. They would would never nix the console. They're going to open up third party. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you got a lot of Xbox, like elitists, like people that are like, Oh, I play on Xbox that are, that are just crying right now. Like, I don't understand why they're Well, trying. you know, I, yeah. think, I mean, I don't care. I think nobody, nobody gives a shit. I, I, I have an Xbox. So I don't care if somebody else plays The reason on PlayStation, play, PlayStation yeah. won the wars originally is because they opened everything up to third party, right? They had Square Enix. They had everybody, right? Yeah. Like, uh, which is good. And that it, there's so many great games that come out from, from Japan and like all these other places that are, are amazing games that if you're just an Xbox guy, you're never going to play them, like, you, especially deep role playing games what, and some really cool stuff. You know stuff what needs like to that. be done with a lot of those is it just needs to be, um, I was a PS one and two guy. Well, so, yeah. Well, I, I, was a, I was a late PS one guy. I, I'm but. both. I mean, I have both, but yeah, what it really needs to be is cross platform. So well, you, that's, yeah, that's so a good one. Too. You make games that are cross platform then, and it doesn't matter what you're playing it on, like PC, um, you know, Xbox, Xbox, PlayStation. Yeah. And they've done that, the computers there's, to there, consoles There's a couple sure. games yeah. that are cross-platform, but yeah. they, I mean, and, and I'll give this as, a, as, a, as an Xbox player, Xbox's system for using, like, uh, for communication is hands down better than, than anything else. Like, yeah, it is, it, like, you, it, 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 it's simplicity, which is, which, which, which is a good driving force mm-hmm. for that. Right, right. Um, but uh, PlayStation, you know, PlayStation costs money to play. So like, when, when you get a PlayStation, you, you have to pay to be part of the PlayStation Network. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Xbox doesn't have it. They, they have a few things that like, yeah, you can pay, get Game Pass. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, Game Pass. And then there's big. games that charge you to play. Right. So, But, you know, you're paying all those extra fees. <clears throat> Some people, that's why I don't think Xbox is going anywhere. I don't think it is either. Yeah. And the technology on that, and, that console is really good. And literally, so. it's... it's it's a it's just a computer. I mean, people are like, oh, uh, a console is a is it a, is. is a PC. Yeah. So much though that's that just made just for gaming. Like the original one when I, I've seen them broken, like hacked yeah. or whatever. The original Xbox, the guys had tons and tons of games on them, and uh, it was pretty interesting to see how that actually functioned and worked. And it gives you a whole new OS and everything. So oh. I mean, it's it is a computer that just slammed into a box that plays awesome video games. Um, so mm-hmm. on that, I mean, cross-platform is, is great and everything. And we're going to get into the big headline here after I say this. So I, I went to the retro thing, and uh, there's a guy called, or a guy or company called Joey N64. They released a device that lets you back up your old N64 games. And it's legal, right? You know, it's not like a, 
you know, it's not a hack or a yeah. ROM or anything. Um, uh, copyright infringement. Stuff. Right, right. So they made it, they, it's on the up and up from what I can tell that you can plug it in your computer, you can plug it into your N64 and save because, you know, batteries and carts only last so long and a lot of them are soldered in. And if you unsolder the battery, you're going to lose your, your saves and all that kind of stuff. So now there's a device that lets you back up your wrestlers from freaking WrestleMania 2000. Yeah, WrestleMania 2000. And, <laughs> one, of and, best, uh, one of the best yeah, games. Your Gauntlet characters from Gauntlet Legacy oh and Legends and stuff. And I think that's great. I think it's cool. It's, it's interesting tech. I don't have one, so I haven't gotten to test it or anything like that. But I thought it was a cool article for everybody to look at. For sure. And now for the big stuff. Do you want to? Do you want me to jump? I ha- send it. I, you want, well, I have I have one little thing here to oh, yeah. talk about. So, uh, science fiction. I love science fiction. Might be, be becoming reality. Uh, Jurassic Park is uh, looking more and more to be a oh, thing yeah. of uh, reality, and you know, just because uh, your scientists can doesn't mean they should, as uh, Jeff Goldblum once said. Uh, but using recovered DNA, I'm sorry, DNA to genetically resurrect an extinct species. That's right, boys. We went to a rave and recovered MDMA, and now we're creating. <laughs> We've dinosaurs. got some DMT. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've it, been watching too much Joe Rogan. <laughs> we really do. Um, but no, seriously though, uh, it, it's getting closer to reality now. Um, not so much through finding like. DNA inside of you know amber like, in, like that in, in the movie, or, but amber. but more through uh, genetic engineering. Like mm-hmm. we we can find like little pieces of this DNA, and now uh-huh. they're genetically engineering some of this stuff. So they're starting with a uh, they're starting with the idea of recreating a woolly mammoth. That's crazy. And yeah, no, it, it's crazy. Do they have to like inject DNA into like an elephant embryo or something? Yeah, and then the elephant would would. Well, yeah, well, this would actually be so this would be like a an Asian elephant, which is like the closest living relative to a woolly mammoth. There are a difference because there's Indian elephants, which are bigger. Right. Well, there's African elephants and African elephants. There's an Indian elephant, which I think is at least three distinct uh, variants. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they're looking at uh, basically recreating a uh, a woolly mammoth hybrid, essentially, by rewriting the DNA of like of this elephant pretty Far much. Out, so it wouldn't be an exact replica of well, a woolly mammoth. It sounds like it's exactly what it is. It's like a, it's like a, uh, like a car restoral. Yeah. But, uh, but they, they say they're doing it for, you know, quote climate reasons or whatever. Like the woolly okay. mammoths will help the climate. Like, like no, it, it won't. That's just how you're getting funding. You know for this, what it is? But, you it's, know. Be, it's because after nuclear winter, we're going to have to start hunting them again. They provide, they provide <laughs> yeah. a lot of meat. Yeah. But, uh, the resulting <laughs> el- animal known as a mammoth would look and presumably behave much like a woolly mammoth. And if all goes to plan, the first calves could be born in theory, within five look, years. Look, I know what we found, but what what if it turns out they're carnivorous? <laughs> it starts mauling everything. <laughs> I don't want to live. I didn't ask for this. It just we create Godzilla on accident. Yeah. You know? And on that note, by tinkering with bird genomes, like this is the next thing. Uh, researchers have recreated dinosaur-like teeth, tails, and hands similar to those of the Velociraptor. With, while while crossbreeding with chickens, so we might have the chicken source to look at next. I've been a firm believer that chickens are just dinosaurs. I mean, their um, chickens are the closest living relative to a they've, dinosaur. They've through evolution, they've this I is what. That's why I don't feel bad about eating chicken because <laughs> you're eating dinosaurs, <laughs> right? You're you a know, T-Rex. You can take it. They can take it. I mean, they deserve it. You think about it. Them. If you ate dinosaurs and you were early man and it made you smart and awesome and you continue to eat dinosaurs, wouldn't you just get smarter and more awesome? 
That's why we are where we are now. Yeah. Well, they said uh, not to rule out the idea of actually extracting dinosaur DNA from fossils, which I don't know how that happens. Like, they can't do it right now, but they're saying don't, don't rule it out. Because, so, you, so you, know, you know what a fossil is, right? So a fossil yeah, it's actually, a, yeah, yes. yeah, a fossil isn't actually the, right. the remains of a... It's of a, been replaced. It's been replaced by... Yeah. Calcium and Correct. deposits and it's so carbon it, deposits. It, it's it's basically just a like a, a it, representation. It's it no, was it, it it's, it's like a ste- it's it's like Theseus's a, like a, ship. I think is the good way to put it from uh, uh, Wandavision. It's, remember, it's like a it's like a, a cat like a a mold. Right? Yeah, and then like cast, you, you've yeah. cast it out of. Yeah, it's Natural. none of the original yeah. creature is there. It's yeah. all been replaced by but minerals. When and they stuff. do find things, like when they find things in amber, they can extract DNA from that. Because right, because it's, it's, been, been, it's been uh, it's been preserved. It's been mm-hmm. not cryogenically frozen, but it's it's uh, there's no oxygen or anything yeah. gets to it, so it's there. It's it's still as it was. It's the blood of the dino. Yeah. Man, I'm not privy to like what it would take to get that out of that because that's like stone. But you know, nor am I. Yeah. It's anyways, just something fun to think about. Yeah. Uh we got a couple of uh controversial things to touch on this weekend. I didn't Do think you were going into dinosaurs. This is what I thought you were going into. Well, no, <laughs> I mean that was just my, my little my one little thing to talk about this week. All right. But uh which one do you want to do first? Uh well, I think the Disney one's quicker. All right. But Let's let's go ahead. I don't have anything written for this. It's All just right. I so, know what I've so seen. Gina so Gina Carano is suing uh, both Disney and Marvel Studios. Uh, not uh, no Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm. Sorry, I said Marvel Studios. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh, she's a superhero, uh, <laughs> kind of. I mean, she could beat me up. But um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. She, no, no. she could beat I'm, me up anytime she wants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, she was she was actually at MegaCon. Yeah, but um, this is the big news that, um, the that big is news going is, uh, on. Right yeah, now. and this is a, a a defamation suit, from what I understand. Correct. Uh, not a wrongful termination suit mm. because a private company can fire you for whatever reason they want. Correct. Um, but what they didn't do properly is they started being mean to her they, on they, the way out. They started yeah. slandering her, so to speak. Yeah. yeah I mean, I know we have a lot of friends that have mixed opinions on this whole thing. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, we're not... I'm not, we're I'm not, I'm we're not, not even trying to all that, yeah. but at the, at the same time, you can't be like, you're fired and you're a piece of shit because my feelings are hurt. Like mm-hmm. you just can't do that as a company. So they've opened themselves up to a, uh, a plethora of possibilities you know, here. It's crazy. You know, who's funding the lawsuit though? Uh, Mr. Musk, right? Yeah. Elon Musk is funding the lawsuit, man. And as you know, like he, Elon Musk very famously he, recently yeah. publicly he told, told Bob, Disney he told Bob Iger to, to fuck go himself. fuck himself. Yeah. Yeah. And, not, and not so many words. No, well, uh, he and, said and exactly words, that. Those were exact words. Go fuck yourself. No, Am he, I making that he clear? Said, no, he no. said, fuck you, Bob. No, no. He, hold said, on, hold he on. said, go fuck yourself. No. Hi, Bob, hold if on, you're in the audience. Hold on. What he said is, you can't threaten me for money with money. With money, yeah. Anybody who does can go F themselves. And then he says, hello, Bob. Yeah. Like, so people are insinuating that that's what that I mean. Is. It was pretty obvious. It wasn't an insinuation. It was pretty obvious. And telling the world that. Go, Bob can go fuck himself. He yeah. also might be purchasing Disney, from what I understand. Well, not but not Elon, but there. I think there's. A, I can't remember the guy's name, but a there's a there's a shareholder who is buying up more and more Disney stock in order to try to do a takeover of Disney. Good, get, hey. get rid of Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> for, for our fans out there, don't put a co- ticket in, make her gay. <laughs> Jeez. Can you guys stop calling me while I'm recording the show? Like, no offense. I'm like, I'm like dousing like several phone calls here right now. Stop calling. Everybody wants to be on the show. You're That's so really important. what it is. You're so important. No, they want so. us. They want us to answer. Be like, am I on the show? Like, yeah, just stop. 
Just stop. Uh, text me if it's an emergency. But yeah, so this is a big one, and um, it's going down, and we'll see how that plays out. Basically, yeah. yeah. And that's basically all it is. Is just let let's see how it plays out. You know what I mean? I'm I'm not going to say much more about it other than that. I don't, I'm I'm just watching. I don't have an opinion one way or the other. Um, the uh, the next big news though is from the wrestling universe. Ah, oh, WWE. So what? with the uh, the recent <laughs> yeah, now I'm just <laughs> getting chilled. Sorry, Nino called called me from across the table. I will answer that, and then you're gonna get all these feedback loops and stuff. Um, <clears throat> that's too funny. So uh, what? Anyway, um, so the WWE universe has suffered a catastrophe lately with the Vince McMahon stuff lawsuits again, right? Uh, it's a catastrophe of shitty how proportions. How nicely? Yeah, to be honest, an NW, uh, an, an, an NWA. To be honest, is anybody surprised? Not at like, all. I'm not, not, no. not even in There's the like slightest. No part of me that's basically like, like yeah. an NDA that wasn't fulfilled monetarily is now like, hey, you didn't finish paying me. I'm going to house this whole thing, which I think can be your right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's also highly sexual in nature to the point of like, he's being accused of trafficking and doing gratuitous sex acts with people. And, uh, we're talking you know, about, uh, Vince this is, this is Vince proper. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, uh, but he's also the guy who's kind of responsible for building the modern, uh, masterpiece that wrestling is. Right? Oh, yeah, of so, course. Yeah. So I mean, people, he bought it from his father. You can't take that away from him, but like, yeah, you can't excuse the behavior. You know what I think? I think, and I've said this before, you know why like a lot of rich people are swingers and like this whole nine yards? They get freaking bored. Yeah, well, everybody does. They I mean, get how bored. bored are you? I'm bored and I'm not rich. Exactly. <laughs> like, so just yeah. imagine what, what life is like when you are filthy rich <laughs> and you think you can do whatever you want. I mean, like you would, really believe that. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean. The, but you said that though. This, this, this goes on like the same thing with like Michael Jackson. Like, I don't want to get into that, but I'm sure you years get, of people telling him that nothing he did was wrong right made him think that whatever he chose was right so right you know eventually like if people justify your actions that's ignorant point, that's ignorant yeah. don't say that it's i mean ignorant. there's there's stories of freaking people spread lies about me it's ignorant i, I don't there's, know what he did or didn't do but i, I don't know i don't i don't claim I to know i don't know that i wasn't in the room when, for those when you're at that level and everybody's kissing your ass and everybody's saying oh yeah whatever you do is golden yeah like you lose touch with reality. I've like, met people who've lost touch with reality. I mean, I've lost touch with reality, and I'm not golden. Well, <laughs> not that kind of not losing that, touch, yeah. Just golden not, not to the, uh, <laughs> how do you say it, to the, uh, not to the extreme. To the extreme. Uh, yeah, and if, if you don't know what we're talking about, get out there, look it up, or don't, you know? Or don't, I or mean, maybe, maybe don't, maybe yeah, don't. You don't need, you know, do, you don't want none of this. You don't want none of this, do um, we? But turns all your but bad thoughts. Here's good here's thoughts. the funny thing, right? Is that um Cody Rhodes is actually finishing a massive character archety- archetype in in the in the WWE uh universe. And um, you know, he won the Royal Rumble, right? Mm-hmm. This is a big thing. And I asked Joe, I was like, who do you want to win the Royal Rumble? He's like, I want Cody Rhodes to win. I want him to finish the story, right? This is a whole thing that's going yeah, on yeah, right now. Except, yeah, and yeah, Cody yeah. Rhodes is doing it. Obviously, you got a, the Rhodes family, Dusty Rhodes. You got Son Stardust. Of, yeah. You got Cody Rhodes. There's two there's, there's two uh, Rhodes brothers, right? It's it's Dustin, Dustin. Dusty Rhodes was the was Dusty, the father. Dustin and Cody. Cody, okay. And Dustin yeah. was Gold Dust. Gold, gold Dust, which yeah. is hilarious because I just watched a video. He about was him like during the attitude era. Getting people to break character. We saw a great 
Greg Goldust at, at uh, DragonCon that we've talked about a couple times. This dude played it to the T. Mm -hmm. And uh, making he made the Undertaker break character. He made Triple H break character. He Imagine made, making he, Mark Calloway break character, bro, he man. He made his dad break character. That <laughs> That's time. great. When, he, when they were like, yeah, we've got a great wrestling family. And he does the... You know, like, I can't even do it. And then his dad just starts laughing and like turns off camera. Like, he's <laughs> just like I can't with this guy. But uh, yeah, awesome. Shout out to that guy. Uh, he's, he's a great wrestler. But um, so everybody wants Cody to, to win and become the champ potentially, right? I mean, this is a fan-driven thing, much like Daniel Bryan was a fan-driven thing that they were mm -hmm. like, we can't ignore this. We got to write him in and he's got to be the superstar. Also a great wrestler. I'm not taking anything away from him. It's not like... Uh, he doesn't suck, and they're like, we're just going to make him the face of the the, the enterprise here. It's he's a good wrestler, and it, it's mm -hmm. his time, right? You know, a lot of wrestlers get yeah. their time, and I, I get it. Like, you can be great. And, I feel like and he's getting his time screwed now. If, if like, you're not you know? in the script, and what we say about getting the, getting screwed is that it was just announced that The Rock, mm -hmm. after signing on as the dude that's part of the company, is now going to wrestle Roman Reigns. They're bringing him out of retirement again to, basically to fight his cousin at at wrestlemania every that's such a huge distraction mm -hmm. that is like legit such a huge distraction from what's going on like rile up the fans piss them off but also so think about I think it from the on purpose though yeah well yeah of course yeah i, I absolutely think it's on purpose I like they're distracting on purpose to make you mad about wrestling so you're so focused on that, that you're not this, focused this entire on controversy that's going on which we alluded to here can just be not swept away or hidden, just like, hey, man, this is a whole other thing. It'll give you something else to focus on, basically. Forget about it. Forget about yeah. it. Well, yeah, and that also kind of sucks for um, for Cody Rhodes, though, because oh, like that was that was that was going to be his moment to like ascend, essentially. And we're not saying he was destined to win the championship. Well, either. I mean, like, you, of course, we he well, could get to the match. It, obviously, he could get and to he the can, match and lose. I mean, that could yeah. be part of the story. But as far as a writing perspective, but they just goes, wanted to see the story. The fans want to see the story. Everybody wants to see it keep going, and yeah. they're they're kind of like they're just like boom, like big jab kind of out of left field and everybody's like why would you do this as a writer for any story like, well they need to draw attention away from what's going on with Vince that's this, basically what it is yeah and I, I just wanted to comment on that because I, I, I think that could be a thing and if that is a thing it's very intelligent from the corporation um, some uh, some adjacent news to that uh, okay. WWE actually nicks plans involving Lesnar at the Royal Rumble Elimination Chamber and Wrestlemania 40 Following sex trafficking, uh, the the lawsuit for sex traffic, trafficking allegations, yeah, allegations. allegations yeah. yep, uh, that was filed against Vince McMahon and WWE, with the former WWE slash UFC heavyweight champion being wow. named in the filing, and the Wall Street Journal identified Lesnar as that former champion. Uh, he's also been pulled from the WWE 2K Supercard mobile game. And his merchandise on WWE Shop was put on discount as Lesnar wow. will be downplayed and potentially removed from the licensee uh, content from now on. And the company has no plans currently to use him on television. So, I mean, you got to go back to things like, uh, and, and there's been some heinous acts like Chris Benoit, right? Like that whole situation. <sighs> That's a rough one, man. Um, the Wolverine. The Wolverine, the, yeah, the Canadian yeah. Wolverine, yeah, man. The uh, the what did you do? The Crossface Crippler? No, that was that uh, Crippler oh, Crossface. Yeah, yeah, that was his yeah, move. Yeah, that was yeah. his move. Uh, Perry Saturn of the Rings of Saturn. Not Perry Saturn's not bad. So uh, <laughs> for, <laughs> former Iron Ranger, he wasn't the one that did those guy. things. Yeah. Yeah. But um, like they did a whole tribute to him, and then when it came out, what exactly happened in that whole situation? They were like, he never existed, and and yeah. I, it's kind of weird, man. When you've got a. Uh, and people want to know how to make entertainment get into the real world, but WWF WWE is 
real people yeah, and real people do things off camera. And that's like, a, like, how do you handle that as a company? That's wild. Like, yeah. that's a rhetorical question. No, it, it's a that, crazy but, thing, man. Um, well, speak, speaking of wrestling, did you, have you, either of you guys caught that, uh, Ric Flair, the Netflix 30 thing. for 30. No, 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 I definitely no, want I to see that. I, no, I, I just heard about it when you oh, mentioned it. Yeah. Oh man. Do you, uh, I, and I've told this story, Woo! I've told this story Woo! before, but you were, was it you or yes. Richie who was with me well, at, well, Dragon we're at Dragon Con? And he was telling I won't tell the story again because I've already told it on the show or whatever. About but Rick we, Flair? yeah, I, at Dragon Con, we saw Ric Flair at Dragon Con, and uh, I, I've told you the story on the With show. The little before. girl that goes up and asks the question. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, and he yeah he goes off about his son killing himself. So, yeah, yeah, his yeah. son yeah. accidentally overdosing basically. Yeah. And so, uh, so, so like I said, that that uh, the documentary was awesome, but it was also super sad because he does go in. He goes oh. he goes into that. Okay. That whole part about his son. Wow. But his life beforehand, oh my God. It's like, rough, right? Like No, it is it's <laughs> you're like trying. It's <coughs> it, it's it's awesome for like a, a man child. Like mm-hmm. for a dude, it's like all I want to do is bang chicks and drink and party. Rick that that was Rick Flair. Rick Flair lived that, that life. That was his life. Like the nature okay. boy. Like that the the act that he portrayed on on Rest, TV wrestling, and yeah. on wrestling became him like that. He's like that. That's who I really was inside. Like oh. he's like, I, I couldn't go a day without like, like he, he has this conversation where he talks about <clears throat> he's seeing a sports psychologist and the sports psychologist is like, okay, well, well how many, you know, how, how often do you drink? And he's like, well, Every day, every you know, like I, he's like I have about ten beers and then about five, oh five mixed drinks, Shots. and he's like, uh, he's like a week. He's like no, a day, and the, and the guy was like, what? You, you do that every day? You're, you're probably an alcoholic. He's like mm, yeah, every day since nineteen. Let's see, from nineteen seventy nine to right now to nineteen eighty. <laughs> What's the day? <laughs> like this because he's having the conversation. This is in like the the eighties. Yeah. Like, yeah, until about eighteen until now, and he's like. There's no way that the psychologist is like, there's no way you'd be alive. And he's but here like, I, I am. I don't know what to tell you, buddy, but maybe you should come out with me after a show. And I, <laughs> like, I mean, it's not funny, but it's funny. Because he would be on air and he would tell like, you know, through his like TV appearances, he'd be like, I'm staying at the Holiday Inn or the Ritz or whatever. And he would wow. tell people where he was going to be. Mm-hmm. And people were like, oh, that's probably just character stuff. No, he was he was legit telling people where he was going to be. And he would party with them. Like he would buy, he would go, he would go into a, a bar and he would buy like 130 shots. Wow. And then he would get everybody at the bar messed yeah. up, right? Yeah. And everybody would just have a, a fantastic a blast, time. Yeah. And he would bring two chicks home. And of that, course. And because this is one of the questions they ask him too. They're like, well, how many people do you think you slept with? You know, like in that, in that time? <laughs> he's like, count. I can't tell and you. And he's been married like three times. Or yeah. I think he's the third time is now. Um, and he's like, he's like, you want a realistic one? Or like, he's like, well, realistically about 10,000. Oh my gosh. That's like Will Chamberlain, 20,000, right? It, it, but when he died when of AIDS. And, and usually when dudes say I stuff, think, right? when dudes say stuff like that, you're like, oh, yeah, nah, it's, it's not part. possible. But when you think of his career from, from 1975 or 72 to 2000 and whatever, wow. I don't, I, I, I believe him in that. <laughs> you're like. That's crazy, I man. I have to watch that. It's we'll awesome. Watch that. It's yeah. awesome. That and it's, that, it, it's very it me, controversial. It made me yeah. cry a little bit at the end because I was like, oh, my life. It's all right. I cried on the show last week. You did. But you see. Fuck the, you. But the reason was is because his <laughs> life, there was so many, like, because, like, the other wrestlers were on there, like, 
Well, you know, he, the thing is with him is he, he just never grew up. You know what I mean? Like he right. was, he, he was just a man child yeah. forever. You and know, I, I started that. seeing the similarities in his life to in my your life. Own. <laughs> and I was like, how many chicks do you think you banged me? Oh God, no, we're not getting into that. Thirty-seven in a row, so probably over uh, fifty. Or so. I don't know. Oh man, it makes you feel disgusting. Okay? <laughs> I'm not proud. Oh, I'm I'm not that way anymore. I'm a I'm a nice. Man. I think he's I think a, he, just he is a nice guy, ladies. He's a nice guy, so my, you should hit him up. But in my youth, yeah. you know, you're a savage. I was savage. Yeah, my sp- my MySpace days. Oh, your oh, MySpace my days. Oh, I loved MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the uh, I got the Slytherin background on my MySpace. That was about my big achievement. That, that was where I learned how to program. Like that that was like just so I can get like the coolest background. music background. Yeah, oh yeah, music. All, yeah, all the icons that you would have. Yesterday, and all my troubles seem so I think I'm gonna far throw up away. Now. <laughs> and oh, that, it was the best. I mean, I, I know it wasn't a dating site, but man, you could. <laughs> It you was could, a dating you, site. You could find it was a dating wherever, site. Like the I right know, back I know. in the day, uh, a miles like how far away from your location oh, they were. At. Weird. I didn't know you could. You do could that. put a height, weight, everything in, like, <laughs> and and it would it would. It was it the would, original Tinder. We're going, or we're going way off the rails for this, but it's because it would it would it would it would just find. Now think people. about being a wrestler and having a MySpace page. <laughs> You'd be king <laughs> for and a I'm, day. And I'm, hey, maybe maybe Rick had a little of that. I don't know. Maybe he did. I don't know. That's also, ridiculous. Another thing about that documentary that I did not know was that in the black community, Ric Flair was an icon. I had really? no idea. Snoop Dogg was in that documentary saying Damn, that, awesome. that Ric Flair is beloved. Nice. Like he is, nice. He's a he's a treasure. I, I I mean I've always loved Ric Flair. I mean like woo! he's got the figure four leg lock. He won um the Royal Rumble in what ninety two or something yep. like one of the big ones that you could get access to watching. Um, and, and, you know, you're kind of like, Oh, Ric Flair's not going to win this. It's, and he, he went from first to last. He's it, one of those guys. It's, like, it's yeah. funny. Cause a lot of the other wrestlers, like, like I, I've, I've watched a few, I mean, I'm not super huge into wrestling, but you know, they'll shit on all the wrestlers a yeah, lot. Yeah. Like some wrestlers are just dicks, but everybody always has nothing but good things to say about Ric Flair because Ric Flair would make them better as wrestlers. Like he would put on a show, he put and people it, over too, and, right? And, oh yeah, and it made yeah. them better. Like yeah. it, it, the performance made their performance better, and that's just what he always did. And the, and the other wrestlers, I mean, everybody. I mean, in just, any art form, though, and and just in life in general, like uh, that we talked about friend groups earlier, and uh, how we have lifelong friends because none of our friends are narcissists. Uh, yeah. Is that is that you you bring everybody up around you? Like you know, there's that kind of like all boats rise with the sea type thing. Like, mm-hmm. uh, somebody told me this early in, in my career, they were like, Hey, if you try to build everybody up around you, you're naturally going to go up, go up with yeah. them and mm-hmm. you're going to be awesome. And you might even be like, you know, the top or whatever and whatever, whatever that means. But, um, you know, everybody's going to be successful and nothing but love. That's why we love all the other creators that in, in like this space and in, in adjacent spaces, whether it's YouTube or actors and stuff like that. Like we want everybody to be successful. You know, we're not, I'm not going to crap on somebody unless they wrong, you know, somebody or whatever. And then I'll, you'll tell them, you know, then the, then the old NCO comes out and like, I, I will be a mean person and shit on you. Right. You'll be digging holes for weeks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go find, go find leadership outside and let me know after you dig that hole, if you found it. Um, but that's, that's a military joke, but, um, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's wild, man. Like, and, and that's good to put people over, at, you know, wrestling or something like that, especially when it's just, such a weird, it's a kind of a dynamic acting art. You know? No, no, it definitely it's is. It's good to do in life. I mean, yeah. In life. Yeah. You should always build people up. Not, not, 
not push them down. down. Yeah. Um, you know, I always, I always told people that I worked with that I was like, Hey, it's not you versus the person next to you. It's you versus the, uh, the organization or the, the entire man. world. The yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Just put the, put the metaphorical man out there yeah, and stick it to fight him. that guy, stick it to him. And I guarantee all of you are going to be amazing, you know? And, mm-hmm. and that happened. And I've met a lot of people who have great careers and, in in a, a plethora of, of career fields and stuff. Plethora. And, uh, you, you, you have know what to, this word means? <laughs> no, no, El Wapo. Uh, and and I think that's a good a good way to live. And you know, I I think you can, uh, yeah, love basically, love. It's yeah that that feeling you feel when you go to a con. Yeah, you, you should do that all the time. Yeah, just love, not love to body counts of twenty thousand people. <laughs> that's a different AIDS, but that's, that's a, a different, different kind of love. love. Yeah, but you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, and I'm not knocking. Well, you know, I'm I'm a huge. Wolf, I'm talking wolf. about the type of love that a man has for a fine Cuban cigar. Let me let me let me. I love Will Chamberlain. He's like one of my favorite basketball players, if not my favorite basketball player. I Will mean, the Stilt? The Will the Stilt scored a hundred fucking points in a game. All right, and I said the f bomb twice now because I told Dylan to go fuck himself. That's three <laughs> times. But uh, dude, that guy was a savage on the court. Absolutely amazing player. Absolutely amazing. But then you know, I mean. That's, he's so good, so good. Yeah, all right. He's in Conan too. He would dunk. He, he would dunk Conan the Destroyer, yeah, right yeah. in Jordan's face. Just dunk all over him, probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was in Conan. He did a great job. And, and uh, something something's come up about uh, uh, about Andre the Giant recently, and Conan. Well, Conan Arnold and and Will, and you know they pick him up in that famous picture, that picture or whatever. And they're like, imagine being Arnold, where you think you're the biggest thing on the planet. And but then these two guys. Arnold's not that tall. He's man. like five ten. I know. We went into this. We went into this. Actually, we lost that. Did we? I think we oh. lost that on the show. Yeah, that's all right. Oh my god, that was the best interview I've ever done, and we lost it. It's all right. All right. It's okay. Sorry, I'm wasting time. That's all right, man. No, it's all good. Um, do you, you want to go ahead and uh, jump in with Comic Man? Yeah, let's do it. All right, we're gonna go ahead and get uh, Comic this is, Man. This is also MegaCon adjacent. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We definitely got some stuff we want to get into with Comic Man. So here we go. Let's uh, let's call in Comic Man. Comic Man from Baltimore. He's got more books than a comic store. From X Men to Fantastic Four, all the sagas he's explored. It's time. Check in with Comic Man. And it's time to check in with Comic Man. We got Comic Man on the line. Charles, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing good, guys. How you been? Doing great, good. man. We're yeah. coming off post MegaCon, you know? Got to do some, yeah. some some comic life in the real life kind this, of thing. This guy had a love connection with Gigi Edgley from uh Far State last that? week. I saw a picture She's of that. Super <laughs> into me. <laughs> she wants me i can tell probably, by the way i look probably at her probably not to be honest <laughs> yeah. she's a very nice lady and i had a great interaction with her and what i think is her husband slash boyfriend slash fiance slash slash love rival slash he's way taller than me and girls like tall guys so yeah there you go yeah that's the thing hey, it's been a while since we checked in man how you been it's been about five I, seconds I, since i've been me Getting, <laughs> getting ready for uh, get ready for softball. Yeah, Heck yeah. How's, how's that about going? Nine thousand hours of meetings. <laughs> I've got like so many. It's it's like I've got a CPR class on Monday next week, and it's like oh, that's great. And then I have like five like three plus hour meetings over like the course of like. Yeah. four days and like an in-person meeting for like eight hours it's it's like geez man it's killing me yeah, yeah i saw your schedule it looks pretty brutal actually yeah and, and i still don't have a team 
like so far like <laughs> only seven girls have signed up for like jv and, and like you need at least and, two like, more right varsity well at least, jv and varsity combined we'd like like a lot more because right now i have three and a half girls we split them amongst us every what do they call it when you play two games back to back like everybody's playing double, double header yeah wow that's yeah so if, if if what winds up happening if they don't get enough players it'll default to um to varsity and okay. i'll be out that's it well, so i mean that's whatever i mean it's i'm hoping it doesn't last week last year they had 22 girls all together they had 10 girls for uh, varsity and 12 for jv so right hopefully on. we at least get it's a couple of weeks march 1st season starts tryout start so we'll see what happens okay it's coming up all right Right on. Yeah, we got some time. We got some time. I'm trying to recruit. I got two of Anna's friends roped in. So <laughs> cool, cool. That's cool. It's a great and game. And yeah, the, the first games the uh, end of March, and actually, uh, my wife is taking the kids to Michigan to see her in law, my 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 in laws. Um, so I'm going to have the house to myself for the first time in like 17 years. So That's going to be you crazy. Can, no pants. You can bust no out pants. the comics. Yep. <laughs> you can read them all. Detective it's gonna be crazy. Off the shelf. Uh, okay. Of course, Anna's Anna, Anna's like you know anxiety about flying. Like you know she's she's I've of course not been helping at all. I'm so like it's fine, you Anna. A, you'll be closer to the lightning. You You're have good. A, you have a better chance of dying on your way to school. It's fine. As Superman, yeah, I, told says, I, I was, I was, I was, I was like mom. What's yeah, I was, I was like, Mom got a really good price on Air Kaida. You'll be fine. <laughs> you guys are plenty close to the lightning. Don't That's you worry. <laughs> She's like, stop. <laughs> My wife's yelling at me. She's like, I wish you would stop talking now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes they tell us what to do, and they're right. <laughs> well, we usually hop yeah. on here, and uh, we, we talk all of the comic book stuff with uh, Comic Man and stuff. But uh, I, one thing I wanted to ask you about, and so this is going way back to an earlier episode, uh, we talked a little bit about the uh, Transformers GI Joe connection on, a, on, on yeah. a, like, like one of our early early episodes, man. And uh, we said we'd check back in with that. So, uh, what uh, are there any updates on that? Yeah, it's been it's been really cool because uh, those not in the know, Robert Kirkman, who did Walking Dead, he's now like the CEO of Image, so he has like full reign of anything. Like he can yeah. do he can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. And um, he and this one artist, they just did a song. They just did a book called Oblivion Song a couple of years ago, where a piece of Philadelphia was just found, like in like another world they called Oblivion, Ooh. and that piece of Oblivion was replaced here in, in in the world, and they found a way to get back to that place. There's a war going on. It was really cool sci-fi type stuff, and they teamed up together for this book, Void Rivals. I talked about, and it's kind of like mm-hmm. that movie Enemy Mine. We had two oh, warring, yeah. you know, people. They Love were crash movie. landed on this asteroid. Yeah, they, they crash landed, and they need to pull their resources to get off it. And the big twist was they find this big spaceship that they're going to strip for parts to fix their own, and it transforms into jet fire from the Transformers. Mm-hmm. And Which is that's awesome. what we find. That, yeah. So, that was, so now, so now we get this whole thing where like the Transformers are in like this shared universe with Void rivals, and, and we've Sergeant seen the people Slaughter. in Void. <laughs> well, we've seen, well, not yet, but we've seen Void Rival. We've seen the people in Void Rivals interact with the quintessence from Transformers, like very obscure Transformers characters too, like not just mainstream ones. Mm-hmm. Right and on. then when the Transformers are here on Earth, we see Starscream like ripping apart these like air defense systems, and one of the guys who gets away from them after his partner is killed just has the words Duke written across his chest. Mm-hmm. So GI Joe is in the play. I remember so that. So now. 
so now they've got the Transformer storylines going on too, but we've got two miniseries that are spinning out on G.I. Joe, one about Duke and one about Cobra Commander. The mm-hmm. Duke one has him on the run because nobody believes him. He saw these giant robots. They're like the possible Duke, way. Duke, you crazy. made the whole thing up. You're crazy. <laughs> so Duke is on the run. So rock and roll is trying to kill him. Like this, all these like actually, cool, like classic characters that, are trying to like come after him and hunt him down. This actually makes sense though, from like a, like a real life standpoint, you know, he's a senior and yeah. he's probably been drinking too much. Nobody believes him anymore. You're a Marine, you know, like, come on, man, you didn't see those. Robots. Yeah. They, they, so, so like he's on, he's on the run. We've got this whole thing on his miniseries and the Cobra Commander miniseries was really cool because it went into a deep dive and brought in Cobra Law from the movie. Oh, nice. And it ties in Cobra Commander's origin to that. He's a person that found Cobra Law. He's working with them and they would like to work on like sort of like bioorganic weaponry and he's yeah. more into technology. So he tries to stage a coup and during the coup he gets like, you know, damaged and that's why his face is all scarred. He wears a mask and he has that like that lisp, the famous like, you know, like mm-hmm syllabin s's that like go and he convinces globulus from cola he's like hey look you know i want to uh you know i want to go out in the world here's my technology he kills a bunch of people there just to show him what his technology can do he's, he's like i do this all for cobra laws you know glory and they're wow. like yeah all right go ahead go out there so he goes out into the world and like you know we're about to meet the dreadnoughts for the first time and oh, zarkan dude. and all those guys so it's, it's it's really it's it's all coming together but like you're seeing like all the pieces like even duke like infiltrating this base that's owned by this mysterious you know billionaire who happens to be destro we know that just seeing the picture, but Duke doesn't know that yet. He right. sees these vehicles that look suspiciously like the Cobra Hiss tanks, you know, and it's, 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 so it's all these little cool things that like, if you're a new reader, it's cool. If you're a classic reader, or you, you know, you know, the GI Joe cartoons, even it's great. Like my son is 10 and he's been mm-hmm. reading, he hasn't been reading Transformers, but he's been reading the Duke. Duke's had uh, three issues so far and Cobra Commander is about to have it second. So somewhere and I have the a, entire series on DVD if he needs to borrow that. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, we do too. Yeah, he 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 loved the cartoon. He loved it. He likes the he likes like the six inch figure toys. Like he had he plays with those like, right, all the time. Those are, he's those are newer, yeah. Yeah, he plays with. I I have all the old ones. I still have a lot of old ones that like survived like you know childhood and like moving and stuff like that. So he's been playing with those a lot. And every nice. year they actually um they actually guard the Christmas tree every year. <laughs> he puts them like he has them like strategically placed throughout the Christmas tree. They're all in vehicles around the Christmas tree, around this train that's there. So like he he still plays with them all the time. So it's getting to having seeing him read the comics and reading like Duke and Cobra Commander. He is just like psyched on it. That's so super cool. It, it's gonna be cool to see how this all like I don't know what happens after the miniseries end. I think they both end in like April. So this April is a, or May. This isn't a gem. And then do you have the original series of comics as well? No, I never got the original series. That, that was back. I wasn't really collecting. Like I, I wasn't as liquid back then. <laughs> you know, so I was only really <laughs> sticking to kids, the textbooks. Yeah. <laughs> but like you know, like but they did. That's one of those that did survive. Like you know, like we talked about that. Like how it like it jumped companies like from Marvel who originally had it. It went to IDW. And now it's with Image, and it kept the same numbering, and it's still Larry Hama still writing them. So Image Comics has been putting out a new G.I. Joe comic that's not connected to this Energon universe, is what they're calling the shared universe. And it's just continuing the original story, and they're eventually probably going to have a, a new G.I. Joe book that takes place like completely separate from that, like firmly right. in this new, cool. you know, this new continuity with the, uh, the Transformers and stuff like that. It's not going to So, yeah, it's it's... 
it's it's really it's it's been really impressive the way it's done and like how how they've been like deep diving while he's like you know pulling out you know cobra no one expected cobra law right away no yeah, you know and that was just a, that was just a cool <laughs> pull right there yeah globulus and they is kept the guy, it secret so if anybody doesn't know in the in the movie globulus is the guy that has like a like a pod that's around him he can kind of fly around but he also has a big tail and uh yeah yeah he's kind of crazy he's got like an eye patch too maybe something like that yeah yeah He's, he's pretty strong. Uh, he's not Serpentor, obviously, but, uh, yeah. Do they do the, uh, do they do the chant that Cobra? La, 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 la. Cobra, la, 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 la. Yeah. yeah, that's all in there. Oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. No, that, that's really cool. And man. Burgess Meredith played him in the movie. Burgess Meredith voiced him in the movie. The one who played the penguin in the uh, 1960s Batman. Oh, wicked. I was going to say, uh, Peter Cullen was actually at, uh, Megacon. We didn't see him. Oh, or man, talk to him talk, or I was going to say, I just want to talk to him. I just want to hear him say my name. Just be like, <laughs> just like, just be like, hello. Welcome Charles. <laughs> have, have him record exactly. a, a, voice, a voice message for your, for your phone. Like for your, yeah, <laughs> it'd be great. It's good. Be good. Incoming yeah. call. They were both Cybertron. there, though. Uh, the guy who did um, <laughs> Megatron. Megatron was there as well. Yeah, I don't recall his name. Oh, that, that was a cool thing in in the comic um, because we don't know what happened to Megatron. All we know is that Starscream is in charge, and every time someone tries to bring up Megatron, Starscream is like, "Don't say that name." Dude, Starscream is the epitome of middle management, man. He's he's uh, yeah. he's thirsty, and he's trying to get to the top. You know. And to fight off the, since like Energon is what they need, they're all like low, they don't have enough like power to get Energon. through. The, the Decepticons, yeah, the Decepticons have more than they do right now. So it's just Optimus and like a couple like, you no, know, just basically like, like bottom barrel guys. Right on. And they're like, Optimus, you need to use the weapon. You need to use it. He's like, I don't want to use it. And they're, he's, they're like, you got to do it. Yeah. First, he beat he he ripped off his own arm to beat the hell out of another transformer just to wow. like save himself and his humans because it's it's so baller. If but I had a nipple weapon, for every time I did that, <laughs> well, the weapon You'd be the winner. Soldier. The weapon he the weapon he had stowed in his trailer was Negatron's cannon from his arm. Well, Ooh. you know it's funny. Uh, Nino picked up a uh, a tent. We 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 helped a friend clean up their art situation and put a tent away. And as Nino's carrying it to the truck, he's like, "Look at me, a Megatron." <laughs> 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 Big cannon on his back. Cool. But but it, but it was cool. But in the Cobra Commander series, we see him like talking about like where he's getting all this technology from, and he goes to his little secret lab, and we see half of Megatron's body like hooked up to all these machines, mm. and that's where all his technology is coming from. So that's where Cobra's going to be getting their technology derived from captured Transformers. That, that and makes so sense. it's it's. It's they, insane. Cobra's always had some pretty outlandish uh, vehicles, and I'm not talking about his tanks and stuff. But I mean, they had a yeah, a, they had a VTOL A10. They had all kinds of neat yeah, crazy stuff. stuff. They had those little pods that flew around. I mean, Cobra, yeah. Cobra is well equipped and well funded. Clearly, and I, I always thought that Destro did a lot of their, um, you know, technological um, achievements because he's a very smart guy um, and a very funny guy. And the only one that could pick up chicks in the whole bunch, actually. But that's beside the point. Well, and, and, and one of those chicks, Duke has been captured and thrown into prison, but who's in the cell next to him and is offered to help get him out? Please the tell Baroness. me it's the Baroness. Yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's I was like, yes. She's, she's yes. I know. amazing. Yeah. I, I, was, I, was like, this is, I was like, this book is just great. <laughs> this book is just awesome. Wow. That's actually, that sounds really cool, actually. Now you got to be pumped. I got to read these. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they're, they're, definitely, they're definitely worth it. The other, the other I mean, the other books that have been out in you know, the last couple of months, but you know, the last couple of weeks, your standard stuff. I do have to give a shout out, especially because it's it is Black History Month. Um, DC and Marvel both like to put out an annual book each February to spotlight okay. like black characters and and, and um, creators. Mm-hmm. And um, DC did DC Power. It's like a hundred page anthology. 
wow. and model did model voices that was less pages but it was just it's another anthology it had like you know the usual characters that like don't get as much spotlight deathlock nice um, some of the more popular yeah, ca- yeah De- deathlock is, is one of the characters that got a big spotlight in, in the marvel one and in dc we got a nice little epilogue to far sector which was um a green lantern adjacent book that was really really good i forget that i keep forgetting the name of the uh the woman who wrote the book um it's it's in my head right now but she she was just um jemison mk jemison okay um she writes a lot of like um sci-fi stuff and her far sector has this off the grid green lantern who's like solving this like murder mystery in this town in this planet rather where like emotion is being capped because if you have too much emotion it's bad but then there's people who want the emotion because they know they need it and it's it's really it's it's a lot of cool allegories in there like social and political okay but mm-hmm. not in your face crap it's like yeah, it's yeah, really yeah. really good yeah. it's it's brilliant so uh we get to meet some comic book people this week uh which which would kind of lead me to my questions for you guys this week i got a question yeah. for you and yeah you know, specifically it. but uh we got to meet the Sasuke twins the sisters that wrote for oh everybody yeah uh and they they did a uh they did a, a black widow story yeah, that's, apparently that's it was like the best true. black yeah, widow yeah. story going on right now um well it's, i mean it's done now i guess but um yeah, they were super cool. It was super, a good one. They, nice they were people. very cool. And um, uh, actually, they sold Doolin, uh I saw one. I saw from number the Ripperverse, one. Yep, which he got signed yeah. by Eric. July, which I had signed by Eric. Which was yep. pretty freaking cool. And uh, that's cool. He's a super cool guy. I uh, got to got to talk to him and a bunch of those other people associated with the Ripperverse. That was cool. Um, but what I did this week uh, at MegaCon is um, uh, we I got two questions for you guys. Right? Let me see. Oh yeah, first. Uh, well, we can talk about this first. Um, so Nino and I, we strolled through Artist Alley over there at MegaCon. And MegaCon is now the third largest convention uh, wow. that there is uh, behind New York Comic Con and San is Diego really Comic Con. It's really that big? Wow. It's that big. They said, uh, so the last number I heard was 185 to 190,000 people went through this thing. It was That's nuts, crazy. right? Um, so a lot of exposure for these young artists and stuff. But I got to see a couple older artists. And mm-hmm. uh, this was kind of neat. Doolin... Um, Doolin ducked out. He had to go to the restroom real quick. And, uh, and um, Story of my life. Nino and I were just standing there. And Nino looks over. He goes, oh, hey, that's Arthur Adams. Just sitting at a table with a ton of his art around. And I was like, oh, who's Arthur Adams? He goes, dude, he's one of the greatest detail uh, artists that we've ever seen. And I was like, and it's amazing because he's only sixty years old, Arthur Adams. He's not an old guy. No, he's not. He's not super old or anything. I mean, he looks he's been. Older, I feel like he's been doing it, but he's been doing it forever. You know, that's yeah. the thing that's so amazing. He's been doing it for so long. <laughs> so, so on the table there was uh, there's some X Men pictures and some like a Godzilla mm-hmm. uh, picture. And yeah. Nino literally, he was like, "Hey, man, the reason this guy is important is like his level of detail is so." great that there is not a really super mm-hmm. there's not a there's not a wasted piece of paper and there's not a wasted line on any of his drawings like he doesn't call it and he doesn't draw the character and he's like oh put red in the background or like whatever spl- splash pages yeah he does this and, and honestly i want you to speak to this a little bit better than i can because i'm just like sitting there and you like look at this picture now look at it yeah. harder you know like kind of thing and uh look closelier uh, amazing yeah. and i'm a huge uh <laughs> fan of art in general and visual art and he goes dude every page this guy has ever you know 
I don't know if the right term is painted, draw, drawn, drawing is, is immaculate and, and it's, <clears throat> it's down to the finest detail. And Arthur Adams, great artist, shout out to Arthur Adams. But, uh, you know, Nina kind of turned me on this and we looked at his table for a while and it was really cool. I got a picture of him and stuff um, that I don't know if I've sent you that yet, but I will. Um, and super cool stuff. So on that, I, I was like, Nino had so much you to say. You know him as one of the oh, original. Sorry. Oh, that's, and, sorry. Um, that's a different thing. Sorry. That was weird. Uh, but <laughs> so I was like, is he your favorite guy? And Nino goes, well, hold on. He, and, and so here I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask the two of you, right? Because Nino hasn't said a word since you've been on yet. Mm-hmm. Is uh, who are your top three favorite artists and why oh. in comic books? Let's get interesting. Okay. <clears throat> Art Adams, Ron Lim, John Byrne. Oh wow, that, he took no time to think That's about clear. that, man. See, I, I see. I have different. See, it's it's for me. It's it's Jim Lee has got to be up there. He said he, that he said you, you were going to say Jim Lee. Lee. Yes, this is yeah. The behind the scenes, just like I said, are as good I, as the I, podcast. And 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 he's he's completely completely correct. But Art Adams, Art Adams is a lot like uh, George Perez. Yep. That when he has a huge cast of characters. He, yeah, he, he's he's not going to just put like uh, I've seen like there's a there's an artist right now Daniel Acuna he's drawing um, Avengers Twilight for, with uh, Chip Zdarsky and mm-hmm. his he has this like watercolor type style like washed out watercolors type okay. and it's it's so much detail gets lost and there's uh, another artist Felipe Andre who's probably the worst artist I've ever seen in comic books he was doing Captain Marvel for a while and like there were literally like yet, faces so. in the background mm-hmm. there were faces in the background that were literally just blank faces like like mannequin faces like there was nothing there like okay. it was just like it was like unfinished Art Adams George Perez they never really did that you would see like so it, it takes a certain style and like it's a style that like Mike McCone who um, drew Teen Titans for a good long while with Jeff Johns that he would he was I, I talked to mike at a at a convention in baltimore and we were we were talking about it when he draws the titans you can see who's under the mask like you can tell what robin yeah. it is because he doesn't just like have a generic man face and a costume thrown on it like you can tell oh that's wally west flash that's 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 barry allen mm-hmm. flash that's mm-hmm. tim drake that's that's dick oh. grayson or whoever and it's it's that's what our Adams really helped, like you know, really show. Like you can you can differentiate his characters. Doesn't detail. matter how tiny they are on the page. And that was one of the things that his first big Marvel work was Longshot, yeah. with um Anne Nascente, the creation of Longshot and uh, Mojoverse and all that stuff. And I never really got Nascente's writing. I think I've it borders on decent to horrible <laughs> okay. you know i know she's like a legend she's written some really good like daredevil stuff back in the day i mean it's okay. but like long shot yeah long long shot is just like, like such a convoluted mess it's just it's just it's but it's his art like his art yeah. style like really just pulls he, that in he, there he did a lot of the uh, marvel universe cards like in the 90s yes and he yes he did. did they were awesome uh fantastic four when it was the uh hulk ghost rider wolverine yeah there's a new fantastic yeah. four yeah, and he he's, and speaking of guys who did the, 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 a lot of the Marvel cards, the X Men cards were all done by Jim Lee at one point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. And I, Jim, for for me, Jim Lee has to be up there because X Men. <laughs> I mean, it really, it really, why, it really that's is. Why I, I mean, told him, well, I was like, I, I can guarantee he's going to say Jim Lee. Like, that. <laughs> like Jim, Jim Lee pulled me so much. In. I mean, like, oh, he I wasn't mean, he Jim wasn't Lee drawing. Too. Yeah. I love him too. He wasn't drawing when I came on because like I I came in with Uncanny two ten. But um, did Byrne did some a bunch of X Men too? 
right? Who's that? Byrne, John Byrne. John Byrne, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, John 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 Byrne w- was doing stuff during the uh Dark Phoenix. Yep. Oh wow. But um Uncanny 210 was my first like real real like X-Men issue, like like bought off the, right off the uh right off a spinner rack. Hot off the press. And that was yeah, that was John Romita. That's when John Romita was drawing. Okay. Right now his son is drawing. Well, I say drawing. He's making How does, He's using his hand to make some motions. Yeah, his, 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 his artwork is always, you know, I mean it's 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 devolved. Yeah. And and the reason we can speak to this is you know, Nino himself is a great artist as well and uh can can rip through some comics uh uh as far as drawing superheroes and stuff too at a level that I I probably will never achieve. Um <clears throat> maybe I'll he'll let me ink uh you know a, a pencil drawing you at a some tracer. Point. <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> um I'm really good at that. Uh but uh no this is fascinating like to to cuz there's two sides of this. I, re- I mean you got to write a good story. You got to write a great script and you also have to draw this stuff and then learning at Megacon talking to some people is how much leeway to the story actually gets de- dictated by the artists as opposed to the so, writers. Some writers want to like, they'll, they kind of storyboard it, but mm-hmm. some, some of them just give car blanche to the artists. They're like, yeah, we want this kind of, I want it to go in this direction. And the artist just, and then just that, that. Yeah. so it's definitely a, a, a group creative process to make some of these books come to life. Yeah. I, I, in all the comics I have, I don't think I've ever seen a story where the art is so bad, but the story, but the writing was so good at elevated. I've seen books saved by the art, yeah. like long okay. shot. Like I've, I've seen like really badly well written books, but that they're so pretty to look at that I'm like, you know, this is a beautiful disaster. I'm yeah. going <laughs> to, I'm going to look at this because it's just so good. Like, like I got, I got into X-Men with 210, 248 was Jim Lee's first issue. Okay. So it was a it wasn't long after I jumped on. So I think at that point X Men was actually going twice a month. So it wasn't even like a full like three years like before Jim Lee came into the picture. But Jim Lee was like there was just this detail that the way he drew Wolverine, the way yeah. he drew Cyclops, mm-hmm. the way he drew the classic, you know, X Men, it was I just he's always gonna be one of my top. So and it's it, my it's it's it, my style's change as, as time was like like Andrea Sorrentino right now is okay. one of the best artists in the business. And he does I mean, a lot of image stuff. Art keeps getting better and better, right? Nobody's getting worse per se. Well, I mean, if but, if you like, want if you want to look at detail, Andrea Sorrentino, yeah. um, he did a run with Jeff Lemire on Green Arrow that was insane. Okay. And also on Old Man Logan that followed like from like the Old Man Logan storyline that was like he was brought into our reality. Yeah. Uh, but he did he just did Gideon Falls wrapped up. He did a couple of pages in this week's issue of Batman with Chip Zdarsky. Nice. And his pages are just like completely insane. If you look up Andreas Sorrentino, it is just well, especially on Gideon Falls, it was it's just ridiculous the page the, the, the double page spreads that he does. There's so many like talk about like detail and like it's it's like otherworldly. It's so cool. Speaking of of artists, uh, Rob Liefeld is uh, retiring from Deadpool. Yeah, what do you think about that? Yeah, but not from comics, right? Just Deadpool, just Deadpool. That's, uh, from what I understand. I think it was just, just him wanting to be like have some spotlight 
This is the other maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it seems uh, I'm I'm going to retire from the artist that no one asked me to draw. Yeah. You know? uh, <laughs> well, so for some reason, Rob Liefeld doesn't like me. I, I met him like <laughs> seventeen times, and the first time I met him was San Diego Comic Con 2006, and I'm just walking down the um, just walking down one of the the aisles, and I was with my buddy Aaron. And Aaron's like, Rob Liefeld is like mean mugging you hardcore. I'm like, <laughs> so I look over and sure enough, he's, he's looking at me like he wants to fight. Like I'm like, do they know you? They think you he knew you? What I, happened? Think, I think he just, he might thought, have, you know, I Nino looked, looks famous. So maybe he thought it was like some guy. I think like he thought chick I was somebody else. But somewhere. ever since then, every time I've ever talked to him, he's just been a dick. Like. Wow. He's just been mean to me, like oh, for no reason. You don't have, you don't have a portfolio of hands. <laughs> I think, and then I started to think, well, maybe it's because he saw what I said about him like years ago on Facebook or something. <laughs> Nobody cares about that. You know, like, it's, well, I, I, I got involved. That, like, I got involved in a conversation with him on Facebook like years ago. Like, oh, really? I, yeah. Like, I oh, didn't shit. realize. He I wonder was, if he's who I saw at the Comic Con in Virginia Beach because they had the the animator of Deadpool there. So it was one of the two, right? Because there's only a couple people who've drawn. Yeah. I think I mentioned something about can't draw feet or hands. Or <laughs> and then that Artist just started fight. a whole thing. Oh, wow. Uh, he wouldn't know but, who you but were. But he was by a dick to me before though. I wrote that. I mean, yeah, I wrote yeah. that because he was a dick to me. Okay. But. <laughs> Don't be um, a dick. But he, he, he's, he's another artist that I like. I loved at the time, like because he he was like hot at the right time for he me was. because I was, was like eleven and twelve. You know, when you're young, and it's just like exactly Shoulder it was the extreme nineties. And, and pouches were awesome. You know, like no, lots there's of pouches a, on those characters. Yeah, <laughs> there's one panel. It's either in like X Force three or four, but there's a, a there was a sideways two issues. It was a crossover between Spider Man sixteen and um, like X Force where these terrorists like take over the trade center of all things actually this is like oddly present <laughs> um but uh but it's, it was it, it. <laughs> it's both awesome. yeah both issues were like we're, we're done drawn sideways and it was um it was todd mcfarland's last issue of spider-man before leaving to go do spawn and stuff like that and it was um it was really cool to look but there's a, a close-up picture of like i think it's a juggernaut like smiling and there are it's he can draw teeth but there were like 150 teeth in this mm-hmm. dude's mouth. He was like, how many <laughs> yeah. teeth does a human body have? Well, he's a it's, it's like this, it's this big grin. I'm, I'm like, man, his dental bills are insane. Those teeth. It was, it was, I was like, how many teeth does he have? How, how much do you guys, um, as somebody who has, you've consistently read comics since probably the early nineties, right? Well, for me, it's the eighties. Yeah. 80s, 80s. Sorry. Sorry. Did mean insult. That's why yeah. I asked. Um, <laughs> how much do you notice? Like, cause as a kid, like I wasn't tracking the artists that were drawing these things. How much did you notice? Like I've seen comics that were, you're like, that looks different, but it's the same characters and stuff. How much do you notice that as a, a consistent reader, uh, throughout oh, time? A lot. A lot. Okay. And even, even my kids do like, even like if, if Alex looks at an issue, like sometimes he'll be like, Oh my God, that issue looks so old. And like it's 2006 dick. It's not that old. Wow. Okay. I mean, I mean, <laughs> but like, but the, yeah, you can see that the way it goes. Some of the art does look dated, you know, I, I, I that's not the right term maybe, but it is. It, 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 there's a certain way. And my I'm grandfather back to like reading, just reading infinity war and fitting gauntlet and all that. Stuff. Oh yeah. Like, it's definitely different. And I still, like I say, you can't capture that on film. It's just too, uh, amazing. Right. But at the same time, not as detailed as the Arthur Adams stuff that we saw at the same time. I, I can probably go out on a limb well, here and say he didn't draw those. Infinity gauntlet started with, um, 
George Perez, and then it went to Ron Lim. And not to say they're bad, they're amazing, yeah. but, but you know, it's definitely different. It, it, it is. There's, there's, I think it's part of it is the, the coloring process has gotten a lot more digital oh, yeah. in more, in, in, in more recent time. There's a lot more, um, like if you look at Salvador La Roca, he does a lot of uh, light box type stuff where I it's like not like, boxes, it's like yeah. photo, like photo, like photorealism type stuff. He does it cause he'll, he'll do stuff like alien comics and, and, and things like cool. that. And you can see like how like realistic they look like, or he'll do like the, uh, some of the star Wars books. I, I know I, I started doing light box stuff, messing around with it. Cause you know, most of the cartoons I draw are like cell shaded stuff. Almost it's like really cartoony, silly stuff. Not, not nearly to the level of any of these people, but I, I was talking to Nino. I was like, Hey, like how does the process go? Cause we, we, you know, a lot of inspiration came out of this last weekend. And we're talking about, you know, doing some projects and just messing around with stuff, right? Uh, no major announcements or anything like that. But uh, I was like, hey, man, if do you need me to ink something that you pencil and then it goes to this form? And he's like, Nina's like, dude, now with technology, he's like, I can do it all. I can whip it up really fast and yeah. on, on like a level that's, yeah, that's you, really you, you good. You don't need a colorist or an inker anymore. You can you can literally do all that yourself. Yeah, and my, my, uh, my daughter took a digital art class in, in middle school. And she learned a lot about that, but like you can even you can even just tell like like looking at the pages is also a thing like because like the pages were thinner mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they didn't have as much gloss or shine to them. Like you, I, I remember oh, there was rub off if you, yeah, like you can rub your finger did, and rub ink off. Of the yeah, they, there was an, <laughs> <laughs> there was a there was a time where X Men was doing uh, where a lot of Marvel comics were doing a newsstand edition and a deluxe edition, right. and it was a there's, difference there's of a like difference, yeah. a quarter or something like that, and and then and the the deluxe edition was like a glossy, like shinier page as opposed to like the newspaper print. Mm-hmm. And you can definitely see it like, and, and some, some writers today definitely pad the stuff for the trade and they read a lot quicker. They're a lot less wordy and they let the artists do a lot more. I, I don't want to say unnecessary, but it's still pretty, but still unnecessary splash pages. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like an annual, an annual has extra, like our special has extra pages but it usually used those pages. Now the annual just has more splash pages, like more art. They almost they almost read like port like like you can read them in like five minutes. It almost reads like an art flip book versus like an actual story. Oh, that's interesting. My my grandfather learned how to read English when he came to this country from comic books, Yay. because they used to be they used to be so much more verbose and like that's like Chris. Cla- we always make fun of Chris Claremont's like style of writing. It's still very dated. Where he even today's issue of this week's issue of Wolverine, Madripoor Knights, and that's like a flashback issue about his early days teaming up with Captain America and Black Widow. But he still writes very exposition. Everything is like. I am on this phone using my vocal cords to vibrate and make <laughs> sounds out of my mouth. You know, it's, it's very yeah. much, but that's how comic book, but that's how it was. So like my grandfather would see like, you know, oh, Captain America is throwing his shield. It's self-explanatory. We know that. But when Captain America is saying that and the pictures linked to it, Hey, I'm picking up the word shield. I'm seeing what's happening here. That's how my yeah, grandfather yeah. learned how to read English. Cool. So it's like now, nowadays, a lot of writers kind of take a little bit of a backseat and let the art, take over is a lot yeah. more different. There's so, a lot of different styles. Not like, not like Bendis. I actually, uh, I think yeah. this is where things are going to change. I think the good writing and the good scripting is going to be pretty big in upcoming comics for a lot of companies. And I think that's why there's a big, I don't know, fight or there's a lot of competition in that space. I guess that's the way to say it. Right. 
Yeah. And that's and that's what create creator owned. Like that right now, Image Comics is doing this awesome two miniseries. One started this week, one's coming out in two weeks. This the first one that just came out is called The One Hand. And the next one is going to be called The Six Fingers. And it's a murder mystery written okay. by two different writers, but one's from the point of view of the killer and one's from the point of view of the detective trying to stop trying to solve the case. That's cool. And they both kind of intersect and intertwine. And it's pretty cool. It, it, it's, it's a really interesting concept. But like, if you look at the art, and that's the other thing about art compared to back in the day, until Vertigo, for the most part, a lot of, a lot of comic book art was sameness. It was superhero-y, it was, or it was like pulp-type stuff, but it was just kind of, I don't want to say basic, but the genres have changed so much into more sci-fi, more horror, darker stuff like you saw during Alan Moore's run on um, Constantine or Swamp mm-hmm. Thing back in Vertigo, or that really, like, no, Dave McKean, like, esoteric, crazy art that he did during uh, the, the Sandman run with, with Neil Gaiman. Okay. And you're seeing a lot more stuff like that, like a lot more experimental type uh, styles to the artwork, as mm-hmm. opposed to this is like, you know, drawing comics the model way. Here's my guy in like, you know, the, the brightly primary colored outfits and, you yeah. know, go. Which we love that <laughs> you know, too. we're seeing yeah. a lot yeah. more. Yeah. So it's so like, that's why Jim, Jim Lee for me, I, I, it's, it's tough to pin down like three top, but like Jim Lee's up there. Well, you got two um, more. You got two more, man. You've been yeah, I know. I know. It's, 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 Willis Portacio? I'm trying to think. I like his early artwork. I, I did like his stuff. He was right. He did X Men for a while, but he did wet works. Yep. He's, he's dodging um, the question at this point. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's he doesn't want to because because when when you have twenty six thousand comic books, it's really it's, hard it's, to narrow down like you know three artists. I, I knew we were over twenty five. I didn't know we were at twenty six thousand five hundred and seventy one. That's about oh, who's counting. Yes. I mean, yeah. I think I think I could, probably, I could probably make a list of like ten artists that I think would. Yeah, you, it's it's tough. It's t- do you want to? I mean, you want to? You want to expand it to five like, or, or something? Jim, just so you can her, answer the Humberto question. Ramos, like the, the, the fans want. Oh, you know, yeah, Humberto, Humberto Ramos. Humberto Ramos has got to be up there. Um, um he's 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 now, now that Nina's building your list for Mc, you at this Mc, point. Uh, <laughs> Edward McGinnis, right? Is, is Edward McGinnis? Uh, yeah, he gets a little he get a little too cartoony that's, sometimes. That's, I do right, like him, but it's it's that's what I like. It's over it's a little over exaggerated stuff. For Superman, it was perfect. Oh, Dale. Keown with for Hulk. Oh my gosh! Here we go. Here we go. Um, all right, all right. Um, um, all right. Let's see. What, what, I'm going to go through. I liked Hitch for a while, but oh. not as big on Hitch. Yeah. Right, I right. like. I need. A, I need. I need. A, I need a list here. It's either five or ten Jorge, or seven. Jorge, Jorge Jimenez. What I gotta say, is one of my favorites right now. So, and so, Dan Mora. Okay. So all right. So that's what a five-ish. Right now, Dan Mora and Jorge Jimenez are two of my favorites. Dan Mora has been on Shazam and um, Shazam. Superman, Batman, Shazam. World's Finest. You and got, um, you got to Jorge him. Jimenez has been doing Batman. But Charles, you got to say him like not not it's, Shazam. It, it, no, it, there it is. In no, in no particular order. Give me give me five to seven, and then we're gonna let <laughs> Nino rip on that. You just got to name, right. name names. He named Jim, names. Jim Lee. Jim Lee. Jim Lee, um, I almost said Jorge Posada. <laughs> Jorge Jimenez. Jorge Posada is a Yankees catcher, yep. for those who don't know. <laughs> um, <laughs> he does not do art. <laughs> that is incorrect. That, the catchers uh, are art. Yeah. That's yeah. Oh, Dan, Todd, Dan, Todd McFarland. Dan Morin. Dan Morin. Yeah. Dan, Dan Mora, for, for, for sure. Um, okay. Ivan Rice. Ivan Rice. So you're at three. I did a great thing. And he's, 
a dumpster fire in real life. Not really a big fan of him, but Ethan Van Shiver oh, is still an amazing artist. He is such artist. a piece of shit. But he is <laughs> like, such. He is. He really no, is trash. He is the, wait, wait, let's, he let's, is the let's biggest let's, piece of shit I've ever met in he, my life. He's, let's he's, let's he's, he's a sack of, his, his art is good. He's a sack of dons. Let's get through the list. But his art is. Fa- but his let's, art is let's, absolutely let's, fantastic. Let's, let's I mean, like you look at his Charles, like Sinestro War more, stuff, and we can talk about that. But like, get through the list. The people want to know. Um. Oh. Uh, not Jay Lee, um, Lionel Francis Yu. Lionel Francis Yu, so that's five. Jay Lee was good too, though. Jay Lee, Jay Lee, Jay Lee did one of my favorite panels of all time during six? execution. Is that song. a six? Are we saying Jay Lee? That would be a six. Yeah, right. I would say Jay Lee. Right, he he only does covers seven. nowadays. Yeah. Okay. Seven. Send it. For, I thought we were doing five. Well, you, <laughs> now you I guess it's getting expanded. I don't know. Yeah. Expanded universe. I like. I like. I like uh, Scotty Young. Scotty Scotty Young's Young's good All right, too. that's seven. I, I I can I can stop you there. So Nino gave us top three without thought. Go to seven. Top, well, Todd McFarlane. All right, Alex Ross. Alex Ross. Alex Ross. Mm. Old, uh, so original Alex Ross was. Have you ever seen original Alex Ross work? Like like when it's before, very different. Way different. Before he started doing the watercolors and yeah. Oh yeah, it's okay. awful. But his his other stuff. Um, let's see, Jay Lee definitely. You said that, um, but you said that though. Did I say it already? Yeah. Um, you can say it for three too. Herbert Ramos, Herbert Ed McGinnis, Ed McGinnis, um, Arthur Adams. Well, Arthur Adams. What about Liam? William Sharp is another good one. You know, yeah. like, you know. Is that in six for you? William Sharp. Mm, this is the worst list ever. You guys suck. <laughs> well, we originally started with three. I know. And then I went and said I could do 10, which is my hubris. A lot harder than you thought. Um, <laughs> Jeez, my eyes were bigger than my stomach. Yeah, I ordered um, all this food. You got two more. Just send it. Um, oh God, who's the one who used to do Superman for such a long time? But it was like uh, old school style. Oh, Death of Superman. Swan? No. Oh, Jurgens. 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 Right. Dan Jurgens. Dan, Dan Jurgens. So his artwork isn't the best, but I like the way. Like it's very. It's consistent. It's consistent. Yeah. Okay. And oh. I, I would add Mark Bag. I would add Mark Bagley to that. Oh, so to Bag- that oh that's for, for sure. sure. That's Bagley for sure. Oh, Walt so, Simonson, so very much right, consistent. So Walt Simonson, your seven. Mark Bagley, eight Walt for Simonson's, both of you. Walt, Walt Simonson's Thor shit was like go to ten. You got two more guys. Um, you can agree or disagree. I'm the list. Well, guy. I mean, Jim Lee's on there too. Yeah. Well, he, well, there you go. That's 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 nine for you. Um, Hmm. One more. I said Sor. I said Sorrentino, right? Andre Sorrentino. Yeah. Yeah, we'll count him as. We counted him up there. Like okay. Eight, maybe. Oh, um. Oh God. The guy. We that, uh, Mark Silvestri, who did uh ooh, back, back good, in the day. I was Silvestri thinking, was bomb. Andre. Um. <laughs> shit. What the hell's his last name? <laughs> Where is it, Alex Andre? No, the one that did um. Uh, <laughs> the cosmic stuff with. Uh, Annihilation. Annihilation War. Like, uh, oh, I was, I was Keith Giffen and all those guys on that one. But there was a there was an artist that like, and he did like all the the he Mystery did the artist. Annihilation books themselves. Like you know, there was only six issues. Okay, but he did the oh god, Alexander. You can look it up. Um, I'm gonna look it up. So so basically, uh, it's it's funny to talk about art in a. Uh, what do you call this non-visual medium? Like sure. we're talking about yeah, yeah, art yeah, of sound. Yeah. yeah. This is, this is pretty wild to talk about the uh, successes of all these people. And it's pretty interesting to hear your, your input on this. I, I, you know, this is why we all got to get together and hopefully we get to do a panel in the near future 
and, uh, near future, six, eight, 10 months, whatever it is. And we can, we can have these conversations in yeah. public, uh, which is great. And uh, we, we are going to break you out of your shell, Charles. You're going back in public. You're going on the book tour. It's, it's happening. <laughs> Damn it. We're, we're going to sell your book when we booth it up. And uh, now, yeah. Wait, was Nino talking? Nino, were you talking about the guy on the covers or the guy interior the guy, for Annihilation? The guy that did the interior. Interior. I mean, the covers. That was DeVito, right? DeVito. No, Delato was the. No, you're right. Delato was the covers. Yeah. But DeVito Delato was, the, was the covers. But DeVito was the inside. I like DeVito. Like, his DeVito. work was, like, crisp and clean. Um. We'll call that yeah. as a loose uh, thing. We're gonna have to go back through this and produce. Well, we, this. Yeah, we can, we can talk about how how crappy Ethan Van Schreiber is. I mean, so let's talk about how <laughs> shitty as, as a person. Wow. Now, now, here we go. Now that the list is done, I want to talk about why this guy's a piece of shit. So I met this I met this guy like ten years ago. When, like I think it was even before he did Green Lant. Like, well, maybe it was like right before. This is the most time I've cussed on the podcast um, ever. My buddy has a comic book store in Orlando, and he was like. <laughs> Ethan came in to do like, you know, pictures and can signs. we talk about how awesome John is though? Right. He's now working for a ghost machine, right? Oh, Jeff, Jeff, Johns. Jeff Johns. Yeah. yeah. So Aaron's friends with Jeff Johns. And so in the, at the convention, we, they, he was doing uh Jeff's new book, the, uh, or his new, I guess, uh, ghost machine, all that stuff. Yeah. Ghost machine. Yeah. So are you, are you familiar with those? Charles just says, uh, I am. Uh, okay. I know it's his like new imprint that he's yeah. doing. Like Geiger is starting in a couple of weeks, okay. and yeah, so yeah. is uh, Redcoat. So they, they were all there signing. Stuff. I met I met Jeff like twenty years ago at San Diego Comic Con. We all because Aaron was friends with him, so we all hung out before he became like started producing movies and being super. That's cool. Super, um, but uh, uh, where was going? Ethan Van Shriver. Oh, so yeah. he had Ethan Van Shriver at the why, store. Why does he suck? Yeah. So his art is great. Like it's it is great. It was I'm, amazing. But he is like the most racist, like right wing, <laughs> like, like he's like far right, like cuckoo, cuckoo oh, really? like okay. thinking that like, like the funny thing is he, he started out kind of on the border of it and then like he went full on embraced it. Oh, like, he like he went like all the way in. Cause, cause like for a while he was, I remember he and I got into it on the old message boards on DC <laughs> Oh wow! because because I said something, go. it was him and Gail Simone were writing a book together. It was a Firestorm book oh, in the uh, New Fifty Two. Oh, wow. um, oh, that's right. She was and, writing. And he was drawing, right? Or was yeah, he... and he was drawing. And and the, and there was some conflict between the two of them. And someone had said it was yeah. And someone had it was about something he had like something he had like posted somewhere else that I wasn't familiar with. And then we were talking about like should like an should a person's public persona like affect like art stuff like that. And I made a comment. I, I said like, well, you know. Van Chiver doesn't like believe doesn't like blah blah blah. Like it was it wasn't even anything like super like hard. It was it was something about being opposed to gay marriage. I and, believe and I had he said. Went, and 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 he did. And, and but 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 I, I well well the funny thing is I didn't say that he said I, I said that I used it as an example. I was mm -hmm. I was like well this is why he, he goes no I never he's like I never said that. I was, I was like I was like okay well I apologize. So I apologized to him. I apologized to him publicly <laughs> on Facebook, and he responded back to me. Thank you. That was really classy. And then I saw him at a convention at Baltimore a couple Hence of months later. And you're not later, a narcissist because I, they don't apologize. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and I, and I spoke to him at the convention. I was, I was like, hey, just to let you know, like, you no, know, I had said something online, and you had corrected me, and I apologize. He, he was like, because I remember you. He goes, he goes, he goes, that was really cool. Of you thanks. Yeah. And nice. I thought he was like at like, and I, I was like, okay, he's still not crazy yet. Maybe he's. And then it was guy. like a couple of months. Then it was a couple of months later where like more stuff like, like the more off, like he, he got the, the opportunity. 
Yeah, and like not only did he fall off the deep end, like he like sank like a stone and he can never get back out. Nope. Like he's <laughs> just like, like full on banana balls, Cray. <laughs> I was having a conversation with him on Facebook about something and, and like I thought he was being sarcastic, like with his views. because like, his views were so fucked up. I was like, is this like he's gotta be trolling you? Like right? I thought like it's, yeah, it's gotta be a, yeah. it's gotta be an act. <laughs> I was like, is this an act? You know? And then he, he got all defensive and he started like like he he started saying some shit to me and I'm like, well, you know, you can go fuck yourself. I don't care. Like, right. like <laughs> Yeah, what else? Like next time I see you, we'll, we'll see if you say that to my face, you know, because <laughs> I already saw him a couple of times. Because you're six four and diesel. But uh <laughs> he uh play monkey, play draw. It just kept going, <laughs> he kept falling further and further, like just digging himself a hole. Oh wow. Deeper and deeper, and like well, now he's going to shit on me because I'm I'm narrating but, this but the, conversation. But but, but, <laughs> but but Aaron will have nothing. But like so, like he actually helped Aaron out a lot. He like did every all the signing stuff for free. And okay, like, very so cool. So Aaron's like, oh, the guy was you know he was cool to me. You know, I'm like, what's well, because you're white? You know. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So. Uh, well, there you go, Alsted. Yeah. Oh man. Well, that's that's a yeah, shitty he, thing he, here, but yeah, it's 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 funny because like he like I said he looked like he was genuinely upset that I had like, you know, said what I had said and was like defending against it. And when, and when I, and what, but it was before he actually, I guess maybe, maybe I, I feel like maybe I created a super show. But like, he was like genuinely like conciliatory. Like when we spoke and he was like, he's like, nah, he goes like, I got a little heated. I apologize. And like, I apologize. And it was cool. Like we shook hands. He signed this really cool picture of um, like a big yet. poster <laughs> of, um, yeah, he's of um, Flash Rebirth, you know, that he had done, and I had it, and like I, I no longer are have you, it hanging up in my room. Are you sure he didn't he draw started, like a dick and balls or anything on there? Drinking, yeah. He just started drinking the Kool Aid, I think, and he'd had way too much. And yeah. <laughs> and, 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 some, and, and, and in fairness, some of the things that he had said were, I, th- I think that was part of it too. Like some of the things, because we got, we had that, we had that, like we've talked about this before, where like there's a point where discourse became like if you don't believe x you automatically diametrically believe y like there was uh, no room for like yeah, yeah. so so like sometimes he would say like hey i'm not a really big like like gina carano he was not cool yeah. with pedro pascal not defending her especially since pedro pascal had posted very similar very things similar. to what she had posted we did, we did like get, extremely we, we discussed not only did he bit, post not but, not only yeah. like did he post similar things but he posted like an image that wasn't even like like he had posted a picture of like you know these you know children like in like you know detention centers like you know, like migrants yeah he made the and it was from the, the obama bad but guys it, to but the it, current regime but it was from yeah. but it was from the obama administration the picture not only was his like his comparison very similar but like the picture he used was falsely attributed it wasn't even from the right like era right. of like american history right, right but like he got the free pass because he's the star of the show she's a secondary character yeah. that, you know mm. so so i mean there, there was criticism like that that i can see you know what? that's valid but it's the second you step out of line with some groups it's like you're 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 literally hitler you're literally this so <laughs> literally i think he just finally hitler. was like he was like he he. I think he felt like he just embraced the role. Just finally, he's like, fine. I'm just gonna be this all the way and just go full bore and just adopt this sort of thing. And I, I think that's that's what happens to a lot of people. Like now, I've I've used the comparison of Lex Luthor before. Like you know, early Lex Luthor on Smallville. Yeah, he's just trying to be nice. Just want to be the good and guy. And then when the, and then he and then he fi- and then he finally has enough. And he's like, you know what? You were right about me all along. I am the, I am the villain of the story. Of the story. Yeah. Oh wow. You know, and and that's and it becomes that moment where you're just finally like you know. Know what you tell me enough times and, I, and like you know not getting too far into the weeds but like there was 
the uh, the teacher years ago in Iowa that had that whole experiment after Martin Luther King was assassinated, and she had the uh, the blue eyes and brown eyes students separated, and she taught them about segregation because they didn't understand why this happened. And she gave the kids with the blue eyes more privileges. They had a special water fountain they could drink from. They got more playtime. They were encouraged all the time. And wait, brown-eyed wait. kids were treated like crap. I got brown eyes. <laughs> yes, I did. Well, sorry for sorry for your luck, man. Sorry for your luck, bro. Yeah. I don't you know, know what, what, to, I don't but, what to tell you, you man. Start a fist but but then, but then, like she, I'm kind of. But then she reversed. Like after like a day or two, she reversed it, and she treated oh. like the brown-eyed kids, and 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 it was That's so communism. it was amazing right. how how, <laughs> okay. but it, but it was amazing how quickly both sides like fell into the role. The kids who were bullied and like put down the day before oh, were like so much more it. willing to like the, raise. Uh, yeah, it was. It's the psychological experiment where they did the prison and the prison guards and stuff, right? Which is why we yeah. don't do human. Experience. Yeah, and, yeah, that, like that's and, that, and that's, that's why it's it's still so controversial to this yeah. day. But it, but it was it really like it was eye opening. Like how like there was, I remember this one because it's it's some of it's videoed. Yeah, and they remember this one kid. They're like, how do you not know the question to this? You know this. How do you not know the answer to this question? You knew it yesterday. He was like, "Well, I'm stupid now." And like, "What do you mean you're stupid?" And I was like, "Well, I have blue eyes. I'm stupid now." Yeah. And it was like the day before oh, he dude. knew his thing, and it's it's just it's one of those things that like. Even TV shows have kind of like played with that trope. Like, um, interesting. Anna, Anna and Alex used to watch the show Jesse on um, on Disney. Stupid, stupid show. <laughs> but um, one, but one of the uh, one of the the actors he plays like the stupid character. He's always dumb in school, and him and the smart stepbrother get their test scores mixed up because of like a uh, like a little clerical error, and it winds up that he has the super high SAT score, and the smart brother oh, has yeah. a really low one. It's like when. Uh, uh, Zach and, Morris scored like a yeah. 1500 as SATs, <laughs> oh, right? Yeah. So, but like all of a sudden, like this, the the stupid kid, like he is just like rocking school, and it's like you could have done that all along. You just believed you were stupid. Like it's that sort of like attitude. But like yeah. I think that's what a lot happens to a lot of people, especially in this this day and age. They just kind of get tired of it, and they're just like, fine, you know what? You want to tell me I'm a dick all the time? Then guess what? Here I am. Well, <laughs> I'm just going to go off. You know, we usually start the show on a low note and don't end <laughs> it on a low note. But I mean, you know, don't be racist or weirdest or, yeah, or no, sexist or anything. Yeah. Don't be weird. It is, it is, story, it's yeah. not cool. It yeah. is. It is definitely not a cool thing to be, and like I will not put Just your posters up, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, man, that's that's pretty wild stuff, mm -hmm. man. This but is, and also, but but bringing it back to the beginning of the comic books, you know, stuff like that, and and going back on a high note, definitely pick up those DC DC Power is what the uh, the Black History Month one is this this yeah, year called DC yeah. Power, because this is what I, I when I was reading it. Usually those anthologies are kind of like junky. It was a great series. It was it was only one clunker of a story, and it was it was just not very good. It wasn't like anything bad. Like it was it was just kind of like there. But that's what I wish the the pride books that I get for my daughter were. Yeah. yeah. Because the pride books tend to be a lot more like super flamboyant, almost preachy in your face and not just the characters. The characters can't exist without like their sexuality being constantly on blast. Right. When these books were just a celebration of characters who happened to be black or whatever, you know, and it was it wasn't the whole core identity. It was there in the story. But not every story had to have a very special you know, moral at the end of it. That's our state at the at like I, I'm not speaking for the whole show, but I mean that's our whole thing. Like a good character is a good character. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And and having yeah. having diverse backgrounds is is actually 
what makes a lot of these stories awesome. Uh, like, it, like the, the yeah, Green sorry. Lantern in Far Sector, she's she happens to be a black you know lesbian, and it comes up briefly like that she's a lesbian only because like her love interest is in the story. Yeah. And that's it was like an epilogue to this, but it's not the central focus of the story. There's nothing wrong with it. It's not like, it, it, but the Pride comics tend to be like, I'm going to make the entire story about this and just like nothing but this instead of just letting the character just be a character right. and just existing instead in the world and just happens to be, yeah. yeah, and, and it's, it's it's a very different thing. And like it was. It was really. I was reading it, and I was like, "My God!" Because like, I I had to give like I I always buy the pride ones for my daughter, and she she even says the same thing. She goes, she goes, these are just too like. Well, she, she's like, I'm not, you know. She she goes, I'm just because I'm, you know, I'm in this community doesn't mean like that's all I'm obsessed with. I don't right, talk right. about it every five seconds. I don't yeah. need to see it every you five like seconds. She goes, stories and the, just and everything. Yeah, just 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 tell me if the story has a character who happens to be gay. Cool, like this far sector comic right. was was happened to be like a double dip. It was black and gay. You know? <laughs> it was, that's awesome. Yeah, but it was but it was a cool character, and that's why that character is is, is so cool. Like I I, lo- I like the I like the character. Um, but it was it was just really good characters. Uh, they I mean they yeah, and it, everything. Yeah, and it, it was it was it was genuinely both. I'd say of Marvel does them more regularly than DC. Um, Marvel does Marvel voices a lot. They'll, they'll do like one for women's history. They'll mm-hmm. do, you know, they'll do a couple of throughout the, the, sometimes they did, they did once one for uh, native Americans and, uh, and they tend to be a mixed bag. This was probably the most solid Marvel one in a long time. And the DC one was just absolutely amazing. Like the, it was just, so I only got it because it was a capstone to the uh, far sector story that I love so much. But um, it was a really good book. It's definitely worth. It's a ten dollar price tag, but it's yeah. like a hundred pages. Wow, um, damn! And it's like almost that's and good it's, value right there. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And it's almost no ads. And like the only thing, the only thing that's sad is like some of the characters are probably never going to be seen again until the next, you know, panel anthology. You know, and you know, I wish they would use this to kind of like springboard them. Marvel does a little bit of a better job with that with their with their voices. They like kind of like have their. A lot of they have like new characters debut in them and then go into comic books. They've done that with X Men in recent years, where they've had like a new character debut in the Pride Month one, and then that character would be in the X Men. So like you had a reason to pick this up besides just you know, whatever. It was actually awesome. tied to continuity. Yeah, yeah. Um, Marvel does a little bit of a better job than DC in that. So I'm hoping to see a lot of these characters not just get relegated to the back shelves, yeah, you know, yeah. until the next you know next February comes around yeah, because yeah, they're really sad. awesome yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah, they should put them in the stories and use them because they're they they have something to add. Yeah, well, and, and it shows that like, you you don't need to have, and I've said it before, like you, you you don't need to have another character go away to have another character exist. Well, right, exactly. You know, it, yeah. it doesn't. You know, you don't have to have a strong woman character doesn't need to destroy a strong man character to be a strong woman. It could just be a strong woman. It, you could I have agree. them both at the same time. They, right. you know, exactly. and that's, yeah. they can co like that's, I've said it before with Peter Parker and, and Miles Morales or even yeah. Kamala Khan. Oh, and, dude, and there's Carol a Danvers. whole thing that Miles Morales is Miles Morales. There's like shirts yeah. and stuff people are wearing now. It's like everybody's, I don't know how to really explain that. I, I maybe I don't even understand it. It's they're definitely different characters, and they're both amazing. And I freaking love. Actually, I haven't met anybody who doesn't love both Peter Parker and Miles Morales. No, no, no. like love them both. No, it's, 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 it's room for both. 
They're not both Spider-Man. They're different. And arguably, well, they are, but Miles is there's room for both of them. Yeah, but arguably, Miles is a little cooler because he's got electricity. What? Uh, He's got an electric sword now that he can make too. He can go invisible. (laughs) Yeah, which is visible. Yeah, he's got cloaking. Yeah, that's that's amazing, right? Yeah, I I watched a uh, uh, to kind of trip this out. I watched a top fifteen video of the most powerful mutants, uh, a little adjacent because obviously, Spider-Man is not a mutant, but. yeah, I, I I think anybody should look that up. Pretty interesting. I didn't realize uh, Magique was so powerful, and uh, obviously Magneto and the Apocalypse and the whole nine yards about everybody. But Magneto yeah, was right. They, they, these guys are uh, amaz- <laughs> amazing, amazing. And I say guys, I, all encompassing. These guys, these girls, uh, and everybody in between is 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 awesome. And they tell these stories that we love, you mm-hmm. know, which is great. And at the end of the day, we love them all. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a lot of fun. Except we we don't love all the artists because apparently some of them are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah, even, no, and it, didn't even know I didn't like that guy until today. You know, like uh, uh, yeah, it's 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 it's. I'm telling you that this if they can start making the books be like this one was, I think it would be a lot better receive a uh, general public nice. when it's not. Well, it doesn't come off it because it didn't feel like I was reading a book that was solely aimed at one demographic. Yeah, I felt I was reading a book that was starring predominantly one demographic, but was for everybody, and that's the big difference that I've noticed in some of these anthologies versus others. Like when I was reading Anna's copy of the Pride one, I was like, "This just, it feels it feels like it was like an advertisement." for people it wasn't it was it was yeah. it was like i've only marketed it towards like towards one group i don't understand why no one else is reading it well you didn't market it towards everybody you marketed it towards one group and kept it very insular and that's and that's the opposite of what and, and i get it yeah and, about, right like you're allowed to love the trek and the wars bro you're, you can like them both you know yeah um, and, and it's and this we're, this we're one was very exclusive here yeah th- this one was like a very in terms of its storytelling was very inclusive and it's even though its characters were very much like it was starring like you know one of the black superman of earth two val zod it was you know starring you know john stewart starring you know joe joe mullen the uh, the woman from far sector Bloodwinds, all these like you no know, black characters and i didn't see anybody on the page who looked like me but I liked the stories yeah, because they were all, awesome. <laughs> you know, and that's, yeah, and that's exactly. And that, and that's, and I know, I know that it's hey, easy for me to say because I have so much more characters that look like me. There's being not a, white a superhero male. ever designed that looks like me. Cause I, <laughs> I look, I look lame AF, you know, like it's, it's cool. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good stuff. So de- yeah, definitely check those out and those transformed energy on universe. Hell yes. Awesome, yeah. man. Well, Hell yeah. Hey, Charles, man, it's been great talking to you, dude. We're going to get you on. Um, uh, we got some, some bigger projects coming on and when, and we want to, we want to bring in some of those streams and stuff that we're planning on doing. I'm not making an For announcement, sure. but I'm alluding to other things that are happening and, and some writing stuff and whatnot. And as an author yourself, uh, we want you to, t- to join that, uh, I'm not going to name it, but uh, yeah. join that that yeah. verse. Can't say anything yeah. yet. But I yeah. can't say anything yet. But there's there's uh, we're working on some wheels some stuff are turning things. Yeah, which is great because then I'm here next I'm here next week, and then I've got two Thursdays in a row yep. of uh, softball meetings. Yep. Okay, and then uh, and then I'll figure out what my practice schedule is. Practice starts March first. Uh, we have tryouts from in the afternoon, but then they then they switch to after school, like from like three to five probably. Yeah, wicked, so yeah normal. I'll be normal around. Answer. All right. Yeah, I'll I'll be around. Awesome, man. Well, we love you, brother. And uh, it's great talking to you, man. All right, guys. Stay safe. All right. Take care. Peace out, brother. All right. Have a good one. All right. All right. Bye.
All right, man. That was uh, that was Charles Bass Rap Comic that was Man. A good one, man, that was a good one. I always uh, have a good time talking to Comic Man. You know, we got to get him writing on, on our on our stuff for sure, for on, sure. Guys. Yeah, Comic Man leads us through the comic world, but sometimes Keith and Nino, we have to go into the mysterious world. Sometimes it gets weird. It gets weird. It gets mysterious. 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 Yes, it's Mysterious World, where we talk about the mysteries of the unexplained. And today, Keith, we're going to get into it a little bit uh, with something I've really been wanting to bring up for quite some time now. This is a, yeah, this is a special one for me, because I actually really like this subject. Yeah, no, it's cool. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Brown Mountain Lights, an unexplained phenomena that happens up there in the uh, Brown Mountains of, uh, uh, the, I'm sorry, the Brown Mountain Overlook in North Carolina. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be uh, just a little bit outside of the city of Morganton, but a uh, little known to anybody listening here i used to live in jonas ridge north carolina now where's jonas ridge north carolina it's not even a town it's literally like just a couple little houses and a gas station and a post office and that's about it that's all you need but i uh, i live just a few miles away from the uh, highway 181 overlook and when i moved up there this is going back to like 2010 when i moved up there mm-hmm. all the locals started telling me about oh dude you, you just moved up here you got to go check out the brown mountain lights and yeah. i was like what's that so i learned a little bit about it and it's kind of wild man um so the brown mountain lights are um uh, best described as ghost lights for lack of a better term that appear over the brown mountain overlook in north carolina and there's a couple of different places where you can go to see it but and the theories on yeah, this, and, yeah and there's a lot of theories on it too man but uh it's these uh these crazy lights that appear it's been seen by hundreds if not thousands of people you can see pictures there's of pictures it. yeah there's, there's videos you, of it you, like oh cool yeah, yeah i mean there's lots of i mean it's the, it's not a question of whether or not they exist. Like we've, oh, they're we've, there. Yeah, we, they're there. We've seen them. I, think uh, just, I haven't seen them personally, but I'll get to that here in but a minute. It's it's just figuring out what it actually is. Right? Yeah, what it yeah. is, and that's the thing is like nobody knows. Like no, we've got no explanation. I've got, I've got two theories that hold weight. Are are, are they testicles? Or? <laughs> <laughs> no, they are not. We can test these theories. Um, <laughs> test these theories. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, But there's been over 100 years of sightings, um, and some of them even actually go back further to that. There's been stories passed down like from generation to generation that go back to soldiers in the Civil War that apparently Mm -hmm. saw these lights. So it's been around for at least 100 years, if not longer than that. Um, well, longer because the Civil War was. Well, I mean, well, ago. I mean, well, we, it's not it's uh, not documented from the Civil oh, okay. War. It's just, just like r- rumor, it, it's like just rumor oral rumors. tales, basically. Like oh. you know, my great great grandfather told my grandfather, you know, oh, one okay. of those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, interestingly enough, the first published mention of the Brown Mountain Lights actually comes from a Jules Verne novel called Master of the World, which was released in 1911. You know what? I thought that was, uh, that's cool. I didn't know that was really a thing. I just, mm-hmm. I've, I've seen his name associated with this and I didn't know how yeah. that was. Because, well, that was the first mention of it was, uh, was a Jules Verne novel, uh, very famous for having written Journey to the Center of the Earth and a lot of other, Leagues Under the yeah, sea. a lot yeah. of other science Classics. fiction novels and stuff. Did he do Mysterious Island? I don't know. I don't it's very, know. It's in the same vein. It's in the same vein yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, but in this novel, the newly expanded electric system causes strange lights to appear on top of Brown Mountain in North Carolina. Um, there's uh, there's songs written about this phenomenon. Like there's a, like there's a very popular country song called "Those Brown Mountain Lights." Uh, it's, oh, nice. It's been on. Uh, there's an episode of the X Files that's centered around it where the hikers go missing in the vicinity. And of course, Mulder believes that it's aliens because it's always aliens and stuff. But uh, interestingly enough, uh, there are uh, in 
September of 1913, uh, an article by the Charlotte Observer local newspaper talked about mysterious lights seen, seen by the Morganton Fishing Club, and they had been seen there for over two years by that point. Okay. It was described as, quote, mysterious lights seen just above the horizon every night. Red in color and appearing punctually at 7.30 p.m. and again at 10 p.m. Oh. Um, North Carolina senators conducted an investigation of the lights uh, sometime around that year. I think there was one in 1913 and then another one uh, in 1922. And they haven't really um, – they didn't at that time turn up any results. Nothing really happened. But the lights have been reported as being white, red, yellow, orange, and blue – uh, having been described looking like large balls of fire to small candlelights and floating near the ground to rising high up in the sky. Um, bluegrass musician Scotty Wiseman wrote a song titled The Legend of the Brown Mountain Lights, and National Geographic, who went out there to check it out, has called Brown Mountain one of the three best places to experience a natural wonder. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah. I mean, I, I've never seen him either in person. So. Um, I, I haven't. I'll, I'll get to my my personal hunt for him here in just a minute. But uh, it's been investigated by every every uh, range of professionals, from physics professors from Appalachian State University mm-hmm. uh, to the History Channel, National yeah. Geographic, as I said, to ufologists and supernatural investigators, yeah, like yeah. paranormal investigators. So uh, it's kind of wild, man. Like it's it's been there. Like we know it's there. But there's still no explanation for what it is. So, do you want to get into those, or well, well or I mean, I, I want to maybe see yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, no, go ahead. Like, because I, I, I want to ask the guy. Sure. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We'll we'll, we'll get yeah. to that in a minute. So, as I said, I lived up there for a couple of years, and I was only just a few miles away from the Brown Mountain Overlook. Yeah. And me and uh, my ex at the time, I read the the you had the weird North Carolina book, and I actually read yeah. the article on that because you're like, dude, they're right down the street. Oh yeah, yeah, when yeah. you came up to visit yeah, yeah. me for my wedding and everything. But uh, me and my ex at the time, like, if we we had like an evening free, like, there was a handful of times we were like, let's go check out the Brown Mountain Lights, and we went up there a bunch. Okay, I never saw anything uh, up there. Did you um, go at seven and ten p.m.? I did. Oh, yeah. Okay. I yeah. mean, well, some well, some depending on the time of year, it's not going to be dark at seven o'clock. You know, true, so true, you may true, or may yeah. you may or may not. We live see in it. the northern hemisphere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, there, there's a couple of explanations. Uh, some say that it's uh, similar to ball lightning, like it's a type yeah. of ball lightning phenomenon, and that's a real thing. Yeah. That's a real thing. Uh, some say it's it's swamp gas, which you I've know, heard swamp, swamp gas or methane deposits. Mm-hmm. That was one of my theories that I was going to say. Yeah, but one of the uh, and of course a lot of people say aliens, like it has Spectres, it's like it's an alien hotspot. Goes yeah. well, there's. It's kind of interesting though because when I was living up there, a lot of the locals would tell me a local uh, a local legend about the Brown Mountain Lights, and that is that site in Brown Mountain was actually the site of a big battle between the Cherokee and Catawba Indians. And and for for the audience, Brown Mountain doesn't appear to be inhabited by pictures you see on the internet. It's like mm-hmm. just a mountain with trees. Yeah, I mean, know, there's I mean, there, yeah, I mean, you yeah. can hike and camp down there and stuff. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, it's not, but there's no town on top of it or anything. No, like no, no, that. no. It's just sort of like uh, it, it's just sort of a valley between yeah. between towns and stuff um but uh what was oh yeah the the Cherokee and Catawba Indian battle there was a huge battle okay that happened out there and Wicked. so a lot of natives like lost their lives battling like the warring tribes died out there fighting um and then the local legend says that it's the spirit of Ooh. um the Indian maidens who lost their husbands out there and oh, they're wow. still they're they're still out there searching for them so that's the local legend. That's interesting. So, yeah, but so uh, you know, I myself, having been out there so many times, I never actually saw them. 
But uh, I have a uh, I have a good friend of mine who uh, who was my neighbor up there. I met him when I was living up there. His name's Jerry, and uh, he's he's seen him. Um, and you know, and I met a lot of other locals up there that had seen them as well, oh, and they it. all have a story. So I uh, I I got a hold of him. I was like, Jerry, we're gonna talk about Brown Mountain Lights today, man. Why don't you hop on here and tell us a little bit about your experience seeing the Brown Mountain Lights? So, uh, yeah, so we're, we're going to go ahead and get Jerry on the line real quick. I've got a new theory, by the way. Oh, yeah. Hit me with your theory. Meth camps. <laughs> no, it's Walter White out there yeah, in the just woods. Blowing Jesse, up. we have to cook. Yeah. I forget what my second theory was. I, I had that. No, I, I forgot what I was going to ask. I don't him. think it's meth camps. It, and like, or like an Aurora type thing, you know, situation. Like, you know, like the Aurora Borealis type. Yeah, but that's in the sky, though. No, I know. It's, so it's different, but there could be some weird effect like that. Could be. Yeah. I don't know, but we'll see what Jerry has to say about yeah, it. Yeah, I can't wait. All right. So we're on here with uh, Jerry, and he is. Uh, I used used to live uh, right down the road from this guy, right. and uh, you know he's been a resident up there in Jonas Ridge for quite a few years, and he's he's actually gone out there and seen the Brown Mountain Lights. Hey, Jerry, thanks for joining us on Zumundo Podcast today, brother. Yeah, welcome to the show. Yeah, man. So, uh, how, how many years have you you lived there in the area, bud? Uh, we've been here since the spring of 1996. Ooh, ooh, damn. All right. so my grandparents have had a cabin up here since the 1950s. Oh, wow. So we've been up and down the mountain since then. Did, oh, wow. Did your grandparents have stories about it too? No. Uh, as far as I can tell, my wife and I were the only ones that saw it. All right. Well, tell me, uh, tell me a little bit about your experience out there seeing them, man. Okay. Um, Spring of 96, it was about the middle of March. Mm -hmm. uh, my wife and I were moving from Ashborough up here to live, and uh, we're making multiple trips because we didn't have two nickels to rub together. It's an old <laughs> pickup truck. Yeah. And uh, we were going back down the mountain. It was probably around midnight. Mm -hmm. And back in 96, uh, we were going down, it's 181 South mm -hmm. Highway, and it runs parallel to the Brown Mountain uh, mountain range. Okay. Mm -hmm. And back then, the trees weren't so dense and mostly pine. Mm -hmm. So, like when I was younger and back then, too, you could look over and see the rock facings and see the whole mountain range on the left side of the road. Yeah. So, um, we were Morgan heading back down right? the mountain, like I said, yeah. around midnight and just happened to catch out of the corner of my eye, just illumination. And she was riding shotgun. And I said, you know, Lenore... Uh, city down here mm -hmm. and i said lenore's really bright tonight and it took me a second i was like wait a minute lenore's further down the road to see and i was like holy crap wow and there was nobody on the highway with us that mm -hmm. night so i came to a complete stop and looked over to the left and there were like three vertical lines of lights oh, on wow. the whole mountainside cool. they had and, a specific color to them well uh when I was checking it all out, I was like, all right, you know, get all the details and stuff. Cause this might be a one in a million shot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, three lines of lights, equidistant almost from each other. Okay. I would say from the highway to where they were on the mountain, probably 300 yards in diameter. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. And I noticed they were all pastel colors. They were all orbs. Oh, wow. They were different colors, like blue, orange, red, See that? light green. But yeah. the weird thing that I noticed was there were no white lights. They were all colored. Hmm. Interesting. That's cool. Like somebody's yeah. got a uh, a light show going on over yeah, there. Yeah, no, really. That's crazy, man. We yeah, were... the entire mountainside was lit up like a city. Wow. It was crazy. That's wild. So 
I told her, I was like, you know, look at this. It's the Brown Mountain Lights. And uh, so you were aware. I told her, I was like, we were stopped. And I was like, hold on. So Mm -hmm. put the gas down as hard as I could, because uh, a little further down the road on the left, there's a pull off where people can go park to look at them. Okay. And uh, by the time I got down there and we pulled into the parking lot, it was over. Oh, wow. So were you aware of the phenomenon prior to seeing that? Oh, yeah. I've heard about it since I was young and just thought, you know, whatever, like an old wife's tale. Because, like I said, we've been up and down the mountain. I can basically drive 181 blindfolded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From the time I was young, up and down the mountain at nighttime. And then when I started driving and all that and up and down, it never, ever saw them. Wow. Have you seen them on more than one occasion? Well, my son and I went out uh, camping a couple months back. Yeah, and I don't know if we saw them or if it was people in the woods or whatever, but like twinkling, but nothing like that. Okay, nothing, okay. nothing quite like that again. So yeah, I, you can hike in Brown Mountain, right? Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So you it can hike in part of the Pisgah National Forest. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's crazy. Do like uh, when I was living up there, I was just telling Keith on the show here earlier. Like I went up there a bunch of times to the Brown Mountain Overlook. Never saw oh, yeah. a thing. Like I was never yeah, quite there's so lucky. people that park out there like every night. Yeah. Right on, right on. That's that's really cool, man. What what do you think they that are? That was what I was uh, gonna yeah, ask sorry, you that. Yeah, I mean, like sorry, yeah, we were no, we were talking a little bit, but like there's a lot of theories about there, everything from ball lightning to swamp, swamp gas, gas, and then of course like the ghosts of the Cherokee gas, and lightning. Cherokee and Catawba Indian out there, uh, where that big battle was fought so many years ago. And the story actually dates all the way back to the Civil War and possibly before. Ghosts, um, aliens, all yeah, that. Yeah, there's stuff. I mean there's a there's a lot of theories on there. Do you have any personal theories or do you just kinda go just, Well go, some of the stuff I've read, and I don't know, it's the same thing with like California. Mm-hmm. Uh, before they have like a huge earthquake, they'll get tons of UFO sightings for 911. Mm-hmm. Really? That maybe part of it is where the Appalachian Mountains were made, where it's granite and all the minerals grinding together and it's mm-hmm. given off static electric discharge. Okay. That's actually, that's a that's, cool theory. That's a cool theory. Yeah. That's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that subscribe to the idea. There's got to be something scientific behind it. Right, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, but it's But then just, you also have the stories of people disappearing in Brown Mountain, too. Yeah, we were, I was just telling Keith that was actually the subject of an episode of The X-Files, like, back in the 90s. Yeah, they had, um, I think, I can't remember, it was way, way back when, I mm-hmm. guess, when people still had lanterns. And mm-hmm. it was a family over there that had a farm somewhere in Brown Mountain. Mm-hmm. And the father and sons had went deer hunting, and they didn't come back. So some people that worked for the farm, they went out to look for them, too, and they never came back either. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's wild, man. Bigfoot. Yeah. I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> like, I, yeah, Bigfoot. Bigfoot has a hand in all I, this I nonsense. Bigfoot, yeah. No, but, uh, yeah, like I was telling Keith just a minute ago, man, it's just wild because there's everybody from um, yeah, physicists from Appalachian State University to uh, paranormal investigators and ufologists, like all, everybody that you can, can think of and their brother has been out there. A and lot of real nobody, scientists. Yeah, yeah nobody has an explanation, really. Like, there's theories, but no explanations, like, even to no. this day. Huh. Kind of wild, man. Kind of crazy it to is think wild. about that. I, you know, if anybody's in that region, you know, please uh, check it out. And if you uh, if you if you have seen them, you know, email us at uh, zumundo at outlook.com. Yeah, we'd like to hear more about this. This is really cool. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I would love to see that. I think that's a cool phenomenon. I've never seen the aurora or anything like that. And I, I think it's it's fascinating. I've seen some cool stuff looking up, you know, in the sky at night, but mm-hmm. nothing like that. That's wild. Yeah. Jerry, you still with us, buddy? 
Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, just making sure we didn't lose you. I thought the call might have no, dropped for a second. Listening. Okay, cool. All right. Um, well, Jerry, man, I just, uh, I just, I, I just wanted to get you on there and hear about your story, dude. And uh, we won't take too much of your time today, but we just wanted to thank you for so much for just coming on the show and sharing your experience with us today. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. You bet, man. Thanks yeah, very much. Super cool when you get to see, you know, talk to somebody who's actually experienced some of these things. We had we had another guy who's a paranormal investigator come on the show and talk yeah. about ghosts and stuff. Very, very interesting stuff. Yeah, yeah cool stuff. Yeah. But uh, yeah, man, thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on with us and uh, enjoy the rest of your day, brother. Thanks, guys. You bet. Yeah, Take care, you. man. See ya. All right. So that was uh, that was my buddy Jerry up there in North Carolina with oh, that's the cool man. That retelling. sounds really good. Really good description of yeah, what that looked like. That's that's wild, man. Far out. So yeah, Brown Mountain Lights, dude. It's uh, it, it's a it's a crazy thing. And if uh, you can go on there, check it out. There's videos on YouTube. There's plenty of pictures and stuff. Oh, there's a lot of uh, photographic evidence and and like you said, video evidence. You know. Like, yeah. That's that sounds neat. I'm gonna for have to look up some of these videos now. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. That was our time with uh, Mysterious Roll, man, talking about the brown mountain lights. Oh, those are cool, man. That Very was far out. It was awesome, man. Psychedelic. But Since the, the brown mountains in my time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. but I don't know what it. that means. What does that mean either? What does it mean? What does anything mean? You know what? At the end of the day, I, I, I felt that, uh, you know, with all these cons, con love, post-con depression, all that stuff, yeah. is love is is what prevails all. You know what? One John love. Lennon said that, all you need is love. I think he was actually... Very smart man. Shot in the back of the head. Very so sad. sad. Yeah. <laughs> As a quote from uh, too soon. ID4. Too soon. ID4, Independence, Day. Independence yeah. Day. That was like 1980. But it's still too soon. That was 1996, sir. No, when John Lennon got Oh, okay. Yeah, that, then, then, yes, 1980. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. True story. True story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. This is always a great time. It's always... Uh, I'm excited for these next projects. Yeah. Well, we're going to get into some stuff, man. Zumundo is going to grow. It's going to get bigger. It is. That's what she said. But no, <laughs> seriously, though. We're... we're we're going to do some different stuff besides just the podcast. Yeah. Man. Loosely might be almost potentially working on some things. But you didn't hear that from me. No, or me. It's or not me an know. official statement. I yet. didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make an official statement soon when we have something, some content to give you guys. Well. And girls. On that note. For Zumundo Podcast, I'm Doolin. And I'm Keith. And I'm Nino. And uh, we're going to go ahead and get out of here, guys. Everyone, make sure you get out there and have a Zoomundus week. If you want to talk to have us. Have a great weekend. Yeah. You can email us at Zoomundo, Zoomundo at, at Outlook.com. Outlook. And uh, we're going to get out of here and uh, get, go get into some silliness. Silliness. Peace. 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 Oh, you know, I still say peace on the phone all the time because he used to say that. Yeah. Like, all right, please subscribe and read. Yeah. I, I'll make up songs this song.